0: Free Talk Live, it's your show. You bring up what you want toll free. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll free line. It's in here with you. And Mark. 800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com, where all the features on the website are completely free, unlike those other radio talk show hosts that want to charge you for their sites. We do it for free. And I would say that we actually had, you know, Mark, we we talked about in the past that. We can't really go and look at all the other Radio Talk Show host sites to see how in-depth they are because they lock out. You, you, unless you're paying a paying mm-hmm. client, you can't see all their right. content. There's, there's no way to tell how big their sites are. But somebody um, posted, I guess, who had had the Rush 24-7 mm-hmm. subscription. And by the way, Bordop, I can hear your microphone. Um, so somebody had posted, the, I guess, the details of what's behind the, uh, the login. And really, it didn't sound like much. There were some archives, which we give away for free on our website. And then there was there apparently were archives of his webcam. Like who the hell wants to watch an archived crap, huh? webcam show? <laughs> I mean we've got a webcam and we give it away on our site at cam.freetalklive.com. And uh you know it's it's on and you can watch the show but gosh I don't even know why anyone would really want to watch the show while it's live, let alone in recorded format. I
1: can't imagine either. I mean, it's just, a, it's just Rush Limbaugh sitting at a desk right. over and over again. <laughs> I mean, I suppose... It's not visually interesting. If, it's... Well, if you're watching it as a, a rerun and you get to hear the show at the same time, I, I guess that makes sense. I mean, his show is probably connected. His, his webcam is probably connected to the audio. Yeah, um, I suppose, and and that makes some sense that you'd want to watch that later. Maybe I, I guess, but you
0: certainly wouldn't want to just watch the video by itself. But it's awful. I I've, I've never really understood why people want to watch a radio show. Now, you know, Howard Stern had his show on the the E network for a while, yeah, and I could kind of get that because in the in the case of Howard Stern, he's got women taking off their clothes on a daily basis. Right. Of course, they're blurring it out, but the the point is, at least then you can see who he's talking to and what they look like, right? But with most radio shows, you have one host sitting in a studio, in our case, two hosts, sometimes three, Mm -hmm. sitting in a studio just bantering about and taking phone calls. And There's no real visual appeal there Mm -hmm. as someone who does a little bit of television production.
1: Sometimes I uh, I, I drink a Diet Coke. Yeah, there's a little bit of action, a little motion when Mm -hmm. you raise your
0: arm to your mouth. I'll, I'll type on the computer sometimes. So I just don't get it. But anyway, so we've got more content than all those other guys, uh, and it's all for free. Freetalklive.com. Coming up, the uh, a story out of government school, and it's all about censorship. But first, uh, just a quick uh, – uh, once again, this week I'm so s- just shocked by what I've seen as far as video footage this week is concerned. Mm-hmm. Just before the show, I finished watching some video footage, and I'll, p- I'll post a link to our BBS later so you can see it for yourself. But earlier this week, we had uh, we were talking about video footage of the the police shooting people and batoning people and just generally being tyrannical and terrible in Los Angeles after or during an immigration protest on Monday, and that was bad enough. But now there's uh, there's a story on LewRockwell.com, which has several links to different uh, SWAT team related sorts of videos, mm-hmm. and one of them is the Dallas Fort Worth SWAT team. Raiding a gambling operation where they confiscated $43,000 in cash. Uh-huh. They cited, like, 70 people for being participants in the, uh, like, people that were just playing cards. Right. They got citations, and then they arrested a certain number of people who were behind the operation as well. And just the the violence on the part of the police is just so stunning to me. Even though I've seen this sort of footage in the past now, I've, I don't think I've ever seen a gambling raid being conducted before,
1: but well, you remember that gambling raid where the uh, doctor um, was shot in the head right. by uh, by accident by one of the SWAT team. He was members. running an office pool. He was on his knees, handcuffed, right, and they shot him in the head. A doctor, somebody who actually does something for right, people,
0: right? Because you really need to train your weapons on a doctor who's running right. an office pool. You
1: know, I, I guess I can see um, since gambling's illegal in, in most places. I can, and you know, if they're making a lot of money, that they would really not like that. Although they probably won't bust in on little old ladies playing for pennies or whatever. But um, it, if I can see them busting in doors in order to catch it in the act. But I don't understand why they would need MP5s uh, uh, trained. I don't understand why they need SWAT helmets. I don't understand why they need face plates. Why can't they go in in uniform, bust the door down, and come in and leave their guns in their holsters? Is there really? Why do they even have
0: to bust the doors now?
1: I understand w- what you're saying, but I, I mean, I suppose I mean, of course gambling should One could make be an illegal. argument. One could make I, right. Gambling should not be illegal. Um, everybody should be able to gamble as much as they want. As far as I'm concerned, then that way uh, organized crime won't be in, be able to get involved, and the state right. won't be able to get involved. It I don't know. Matter.
0: Maybe the police's excuse would be, well, you know, we're concerned that the mafia's involved, and they're they're going to have bodyguards waiting to kill us when we come in there, because. There's a lot of that going on, right, oh wait no that's I don't think ever happened.
1: Ever. I don't know I'm sure that the mob's been involved in uh gambling if if that's all they have to get involved in that's what they're going to be uh um getting involved in, but you know how I many don't mob think soldiers that's happening these days?
0: How many soldiers in the mob want to you know kill some cops over a gambling operation during a raid i I just don't think that's very likely, and really uh, the, well the, if that's
1: the concern can't then don't they don't they have those Kevlar shields? Can't they bust through with Kevlar shields? Yeah, yeah. I mean, do they does. really need to have guns to shoot people with? I mean, it, it, once once the gunfire erupts, they should know what's going on. And at that point, forget the gambling. You've got people shooting at you. Mm-hmm. That's a whole brand new felony. Right. You know, I just I, there's too many thing, bad things that can happen when um, a bu- uh, a whole bunch of guys come into a you know a, a room
0: um, with mp5s all over the place in this case uh the footage is really disturbing the cops come in there and they they start breaking windows what you're not going to climb through the window are you i mean normally they just bust down the front door with this concrete full you know it's basically this big pile of concrete that they mm-hmm. use to bust in the, the doors with uh, it's just this filled in this tube and uh, why why are you busting the windows in? Are you just trying to scare people? It really, isn't that what it is? Isn't just aren't you just terrorizing people? Isn't this terrorism? Doesn't it doesn't this fit the definition of terrorism? It's it's darn close to it. Because if I were in that ga- if I were in that gambling house playing some Texas Hold'em or whatever, and all of a sudden windows started breaking in, and I hear pounding at the door as the door splinters, cracks, and breaks in. I would be terrified. And I don't care if they're shouting police, which is what they do in the video. Sometimes they do that. Right. I don't care if they're shouting that. That doesn't make it less terrifying because I still know that there are going to be scary guys who are all amped up on adrenaline streaming through the doors moments later with, you know, their itchy finger uh, trigger fingers, ready to shoot you if you make a a move that they don't like. Now in this particular case the court they actually had the news crew from uh, one of the Dallas TV stations along with them and so they got the exclusive footage of these thugs in in operation and I'm talking about the police because the people that they busted were completely nonviolent the people that they busted were just they were just sitting there they gambling they were gambling we're having, having a good blackjack time or something And I just, you know, the the cops act as though that this is the end of the world. The cops act like this is terrible, that people are gambling with their free time. Why don't you just leave people to flip alone? It, can't we just can't we just do well, that? It's
1: not terrible. The thing is, is um you know in just about every state, I don't know about Texas, but it seems like every state you go to, there's a lottery. Mm. How come it's okay to, for the state to run a lottery? It's not okay for somebody else. Oh, you know what? That's a good
0: point. I'm glad you brought and it up. If
1: if the question, if, if what you jump to is well, because the mob will run gambling. Well, why would the mob run gambling if it was legal? The only reason the mob's going to be involved in gambling is if it's Illegal. Mm-hmm. I mean, why isn't the mob selling Intamin's uh, donuts? <laughs> I mean, it's legal, right? The mob could be involved. Why There's profit the, there. Why yep. isn't the mob selling aspirin? It's a drug. Mobs right. involved in drugs, right?
0: No. The mob only gets involved when a product is a prob- product or service is prohibited. Right. Absolutely true. So I watched as these cops busted in the door, arrested several people, and these poor people, they were just having a good time, and then they're forced to go through this. They're forced to go to court, they're forced to pay fines, they're forced to go to jail, all because they decided they wanted to wager a little bit of money on a silly little card game. And this is a crime in America? You know what, Mark, you're right. It really is all about the government protecting its gambling monopoly and protecting the very few individuals that have government approval in order to run gambling operations like dog tracks and you know that sort of mm-hmm. thing. That's really what this is all about, isn't it? It's not really about protecting people from being able to wage your money because you can go and wager your money on the stock market if you want to. You sure can. It's called commodities. Yeah, you can go and wage your money uh, on the government lotto and you can go and wager your money at the dog track. But it's uh, for some reason... Just doing it on a private basis is illegal in this country, and I think it's disgusting. What do you think? This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can bring what you want, toll-free. At 800-259-9231, the Sekel CAI toll-free line. Ian here with you. And Mark. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com, where all the features are Completely free, including updates. You just get signed up. We'll clue you in whenever there's something fresh to announce about the show. Get on the updates list by going to updates.freetalklive.com. That is updates.freetalklive.com. And I did send out an update uh, this week about our auction that's going on right now. You want the number two banner on our website site-wide? Well, place your bid. Last time I looked, it was at 20 bucks. You get that for an entire month. Pretty sweet. Uh, so, head over to auction.freetalklive.com and know this. SACL CAI has a full orbed uh, orb, orb approach uh, to account recovery. It's really three companies in one. They do collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged off receivables. Now, SACL knows the way they treat your customer reflects on you. So, their staff is respectful. They record every call, and they have the best equipment money can buy. So, your business is handled as efficiently as possible. See their banner at freetalklive.com or call 800 544 6359. That's 1-800-544-6359. And do business with businesses that support Free Talk Live. You know, Mark, I, I probably, uh, I'm guessing you might want to comment on the Ron Paul uh, debates from absolutely last do. night. I. We'll do that here in a moment. But first, uh, to the phones and talk to Ben in Indiana, uh, Indianapolis, I think. Hello, Ben.
2: Yeah. Yes, um, I, I had two comments. I first wanted to comment on the uh, gambling. Yes, sir. And, and, um, and I know in Indiana we have... They the racetracks have actually will give money. It's like a licensing fee to the actual state government in order to secure sure. The,
1: you can't you can't uh, you can operate a gambling business without the proper bribes.
2: Right. Exactly. So but they call it a fee. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not. <laughs> yeah. It's it's actually protecting their licenses as well.
0: Yeah. That's but pretty anyway, much what's so, going on. Yes.
2: Yes. Well, and I also I wanted to mention how the uh, ACLU was doing a. Uh, having a petition that people can sign in favor of habeas corpus i know that's discussed on this show so i just thought that your listeners might be interested
0: so the aclu Um, is circulating a petition and with the intention of giving it to certain congress people or all congress people so they supposedly bring it it back yeah that's the idea
2: they're going to present it to congress on june 26th and uh, hopefully a bunch of people will sign it before then and
0: I don't know know what to expect out of that. You know, it seems to me that, is it just me, or is it really a lot more difficult to get liberty back than it is to lose it? Oh,
1: absolutely. You know, to go back and get it from them? No. Once the bureaucrats have a power and they manage to make money off of it, and that's generally how they do it, once they have that power, they don't let it go. Tell me one government program that's ever gone away.
0: Draft, maybe. Yeah, but it's still there. All yeah. the mechanisms for the draft are still there. All it's not is like they, the switch. you
1: know, I mean, it, basically that was just a huge outcry. Yeah. They were shooting people at Kent State,
0: you know. Yeah, they they got rid of the draft, but they didn't get rid of the selective service. It's still operating. Uh, I don't know, man. Thank you for bringing that to our attention, and I, let me know if anything happens with it. I just, I can't get my hopes up in, a, in today's world. Yeah, man. well, I can
3: understand that.
0: Thank you, Ben. Appreciate the call. 800-259-9231. With the Supreme Court ruling that the police can pretty much just kick in your door whenever they want to, without even having to announce their presence, with other different uh, court rulings upholding powers of the police, with the executive branch looking to seize as much power for their enforcers as they possibly can. I, I just can't see this turning around. It, it's not going to happen, I don't think, with the current makeup in Congress, that's for sure. Republicans, Democrats. Why? They, just, why? they basically just voted it in. Why would they change right. change it around? Well, because the American people are uh, going to sign a petition? So what? They don't care what you think. They show that over and over again. 800-259-9231. There is, however, one politician out there that does stand apart from the pack. He's known as Dr. No. And his name's Ron Paul. And if you watched the GOP debate last night, which I did not, I have no interest in watching it, but I did want to watch Ron Paul's segments. Because I don't want to hear what those other scumbags have to say. Mitt Romney and the... uh, Rudy Giuliani. It it was bad enough because somebody thankfully on YouTube took the time to actually cut out the Ron Paul segments and post them all to YouTube. So every single bit that Ron Paul actually spoke is posted in I think 10 or 12 different segments Mm -hmm. on YouTube. Much easier than actually having to trudge through that entire debate. Right. Because who the hell wants to hear that crap?
1: Well, I, mean, I, I listened to uh, quite a bit of um, the the debates today, and I was really impressed with Ron Paul. You know, some people said that he was a little so-so on some answers, and I could see where they were coming from. But he'd probably never been in a presidential debate before. You know, uh, the American people didn't see it. The MSNBC rated uh, gave him he won the debate, according to the the one of the hosts of the debate, you know, MSNBC. Oh, uh, really? Yes. He was the top ranked. I, well, mean, I was
0: just looking at the numbers on MSNBC. I didn't know that one of the hosts pronounced that. No, no.
1: he no, The MSNBC is one of the sponsors of the event. Oh, MSNBC
0: as a host. OK, I got gotcha. you. Not the actual guy that. Right. Not Chris whatever. No, No, whatever. The the hardball guy. Yeah. Ron Paul scoring at 34%. -hmm. The question, who stood out from the pack? Over 55,000 people responding. And since there were 10 candidates in that debate, for one candidate to get 34% of the results is tremendous. No, I don't think that that's, um,
1: I, I think that that's how, the way their rating system, the way they went, you could either rate people positively, neutrally,
4: um, there's or there's negatively. No, no, okay. no.
0: There's, there are two different polls. There are, uh, there's, there's one where you just vote and you choose who ah. won. Uh, there are several questions. Who stood out from the pack? Mm-hmm. Ron Paul, 34%. Who showed the most leadership qualities? Ron Paul, number one, at 29%. Who was the most convincing candidate? Ron Paul, number one, at 32%. And then there's the other thing where you you've got a little slider where you slide it and you say, "Oh well, this candidate, I'm negative towards this candidate. I'm positive towards this candidate." Ron Paul is also winning that poll as well. so by by internet standards at least, Ron Paul was the very clear winner of last night's debate, and I thought he did a pretty good job. Um, you know, he had dec- he didn't have a lot of time to answer. I think his longest answer was forty five seconds. so and, and from what I understand. Again, I didn't watch the rest of the debate because mm-hmm. I just I'd have to kill myself if I had to watch politicians speak for ninety minutes. But as I understand it, the other guys got more time than Ron Paul did uh, as a, as a rule. But you know, liberties you
1: uh, can be um, pounded out in short answers. Yes, it can. you can get um, very good sound bites going. So um, I yeah, I felt like it was great. You know, when he answered on the war and he talked about he voted against the war mm-hmm. and it was a mistake and uh, you know. After hearing all the other Republicans talk about war, 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 and yep. John McCain saying, more war! Um, you know, all of them just terrorism, terrorism,
0: blah, blah. You know, blah, and
1: he blah. talked about how Republicans and conservatives have always been, um, you know, anti-war and anti-interventionist. And it was, in fact, the Democrats that got us into, you know, Vietnam, Korea, um, mm-hmm. the, you know, it was a policy in 2000 that they elected Bush on to stay out of people's business, that that is a conservative issue. I, I I jumped up and yelled I was so excited. I mean, I felt like I was at a baseball game and somebody hit a home run. It was this is certainly that unprecedented.
0: Exciting. I mean, this sort of I, – I don't think this is – has this ever happened before? I mean, obviously, I've only been an adult through so many presidential elections. But has this ever happened before where there's really been a principled pro-liberty candidate in the running, in the debates, being able to promulgate these ideas? On national television? Has this ever happened before? I I tell you, it made just the
1: debate, just the fact that he got out there, and a majority of people who voted, not a majority, but the... the, um, A plurality. Yeah, he won. A significant plurality. He won the debate last night. Just that makes me feel good
0: about all the money that I donated to his campaign. Also, he is going on to the next one, which is going to to be in a couple weeks. He's probably going to kick their butts there, too. I hope so, and it should be interesting to see once they start knocking off some of the other guys, where he'll get some more time. More on the way. It's Free Talk Live. Talk Live, your show. You bring up what you want toll-free at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, we give them away. uh, Because we can. And that's the way a good talk show website should be. Live streaming included. Broadband version of the show and a dial-up version, both waiting for you for free at freetalklive.com. So I don't know if you had more to say about Ron Paul since we were sort of commenting on the on the debates last night. He he cleaned it up. He was definitely the candidate. I mean, I, I guess I can't really say he really stood out from the pack. But do I really need to hear what those other guys had to say? Did you watch the whole thing?
1: I, I, I can't say I watched the whole thing, but I watched a great deal of it. I mean, you know, I was working while it was playing. Kind I
0: mean, of the thing. other politicians, the same old crap, right? Bigger government. More uh, war on terror, more war around the world. I mean, you can predict what these fools will say. But Ron Paul has a message that's distinctly different uh, from the rest of them. And hopefully the American people will realize this. Hopefully enough people are even paying attention. It seems like they are, at least according to the Internet polls. They're going to realize it. They're going to keep voting for Ron Paul in the polls. His numbers will stay high. And maybe they'll even get better. I mean, this is a good start. He's polling in at 30-something percent with a significant plurality of, of the votes. He's right. number one. You know, there's the media
1: and the politicos out there. You know, they would love to be able to tell you who your next president's going to be. They would love that. Mm-hmm. You know, they would love to have a race between um, McCain or Giuliani and uh, Barack Obama and, and Hillary Clinton. They would love to, t- to give you those choices. It's big government or bigger government. You yeah.
0: pick big government a or b
1: yeah like you can have socialist party a or fascist party b Mm -hmm. your choice sure because that's what's good for america and you know what you know what what? and i think americans by and large are a relatively conservative bunch um especially fiscally um you might not be able to to say that from a social standpoint Mm -hmm. but certainly from a fiscal standpoint i think americans would like their politicians to be accountable for what they spend and uh, would like them to not spend so much now each American probably has their favorite little pet program. I will admit that to you. But when you get a, a, a guy out there talking the real conservative message that nobody – they ha, people haven't heard this since Ronald Reagan. You know, I, don't like, Reagan I don't like you labeling
0: it conservative. He doesn't have a conservative message in the vein that current conservatives have That's what have he a claims. Message. I understand. He's trying to appeal to the classical conservatives, mm-hmm. to the, the paleo-conservatives, I guess, as they've been called. Uh, but the the current term conservative is, is one of those words that I just wouldn't recommend you align yourself with. Like, I don't call myself an anarchist. I don't think you should call yourself a conservative. I didn't,
1: I didn't say that I was conservative. I, I am a fiscal conservative. Right. Um, but... You know, I, there are a lot of people listening to a Republican debate that are going to call themselves conservatives Conservative, that sure. would love, that love hearing the message so that Ron sense. Paul has. And, and that's for him to pander he, he won. He won the debate. I am so amazed that a, um, a libertarian managed to get into a Repub- Republican debate by, you know, being, being voted in as a Republican and he beat the pants off of them. Well,
0: I would like to see, uh, an, a scientific poll done to really get some hard numbers, but judging by the internet polls, He absolutely took the cake uh, last night, which is great. And so that's good. It's going to bode well for the future of just liberty in general. Even if Ron Paul doesn't make it into, uh, if he doesn't win the primary, it'll still bode well just to get the the concepts of liberty out there into the, the population again. But I think that it's important to point out that Ron Paul probably wouldn't have been in the debates if it weren't for the Internet. I think that the internet has allowed Ron Paul to really be something. Um, I would agree. It's, it's allowed for for him to uh, publish an, a newsletter that can get get into the hands of thousands upon thousands of people. He's got his Texas Straight Talk that he uh, that he publishes online, and uh, of course LewRockwell.com, His articles show up everywhere. So really, the internet has is has been a key to name recognition for Ron Paul, but also to Allow people to really rally behind him. For instance, when the word came out that they weren't inviting him, I guess Fox News is doing the next debate, and they weren't inviting Ron Paul to the next debate. Word got out, got out online. The online activists activated on this, and they went and they called and they called and they, you know, they pounded the phone banks over at Fox News, mm-hmm. and now he's been invited to the debate. Of course, this was he was invited before he got thirty something percent in the polls. From last night's debate. Right. Um, I mean, how they would have not invited him after his performance in in last night's debate, I, I don't know. But but my point being that if if this were 1998 or 1988, when he first ran for president under the Libertarian Party ticket. You know, you can't activate this sort of these sorts of activists by phone, a right. phone tree. I mean, inter- the internet's a critical element to this man's campaign.
1: Well, I would say that, um, you know, to some extent, he's managed to, you know, win the uh, the, the vote, the acclaim um, afterwards by uh by some you know some of his troops on the internet um, voting for him, you know like go, sure go vote here, go vote there but, but you know you those other the guys tens- troops did you see the tens of thousands of people that um, voted in this uh, this MSNBC intab
0: yeah, fifty five thousand
1: people it you know uh, you can't that wasn't by you know the ron Paul's minions I mean that was real Americans saying that they liked hearing what Ron Paul
0: said I think you're right about that, and either way even if it, even if even if it was ron Paul's minions that were accountable for 90% of his numbers, then that's okay, too, because it at least shows that Ron Paul's followers are better activists than the other guys, because right. you know Giuliani and those other guys have their supporters and their you know worshippers or whatever, yeah. and they're going to go out and vote in those polls, too. So the fact that little old Ron Paul, who doesn't have the multi-million dollar budgets that some of these other guys do, the fact that he's polling higher in the in the Internet polls, I think is pretty significant. Because those other guys can activate people too, but they didn't. So, very interesting. We'll continue to watch this as it develops and keep our fingers crossed for Ron Paul. And at this point, I think the Libertarian Party... The membership of the Libertarian Party and the the party officials or whoever is in charge of nominating their presidential candidate really needs to think seriously about getting behind Ron Paul because what do they have now? Doug Stanhope threw in his towel yesterday Mm -hmm. uh, or this week, and he was their best choice in my opinion. Uh, who Who do they have now? George Phillies? Well, uh, you know, I I understand no names. Well, yeah, there's like
1: that's the biggest problem is is that Ron Paul has a name. He's elected. He's got a voting
0: record too of voting no on virtually anything that increases the size of government.
1: I'm sure that George Phillies is a very principled guy. He seemed like it when I spoke to him, and uh, I I understand wanting to differentiate the third party and all that that kind of thing. But Ron Paul, we know how he's going to vote. Yeah, he's voted very consistently. He's not the most libertarian guy in the world.
0: He's the most libertarian guy in Washington D.C. in elected office. Yeah, I would
1: agree with that. Um, and but he is darn close to it. I mean, he's he's about as principled as as you can get. I mean, he I, would, I for, would differ differ with him on a couple of points, but not much. Right. He ran for. I mean, th-
0: compare that to how much you differ with a Republican or a Democrat.
1: The, yeah. The other guys. Oh, well, the rest of them are just you know
0: terrible. I mean, yeah, Ron they Paul, are. I just have some disagreements with. So, may this continue, may his campaign continue to have uh, success, and I don't know how you're coming along and actually getting him on the show, Mark. I, uh, know,
1: I've been I've been making the calls.
0: Doesn't he do anything? You've
1: turned down the off, Offer I Die Major. I didn't want to do a pre-recorded show. I understand you don't want to that's, do that. That's, have that's you gotten fun. the interview with the Ron Paul yet? He'll come on if he wants to. If he wants the publicity, oh, well, I, or you'll come on, or you'll do a recorded interview if you want Ron Paul. He could say that too.
0: Yeah, well, I don't. I don't need him as. Uh, I you
1: know, understand you don't need him that bad, and he doesn't. I mean, he's he just won the national Republican debate. Does he need Free Talk Live that bad? He probably should because uh, Free Talk should. Live would, activists are pretty keen. I would con- are pretty concur key. with you, but um, do you understand? Stiff necked goes both ways, yeah. my friend. I understand that. Okay.
0: If he wants to be on Free Talk Live, it's got to be live, because no. I've got enough things to do during That's
1: weekend. You heard him, listeners.
0: Right. 800-259-9231. That is the toll-free number. All right, so coming up here, we've got to talk about this story from a government school. Where is this happening, and what's going on?
1: Oh, hold on just a second. I, was, uh, I had the Ron Paul thing up there. Okay, from Clear Lake, Indiana. This is an interesting one, I'll tell you. The school superintendent denied Wednesday that his district was discriminating against a high school freshman for not allowing her to wear a pagan symbol on her cheek to celebrate a religious holiday. Hmm. Hanover uh, Community School Superintendent Michael Lipovich Jr. said that the student who wore the cross on, on their uh, a student who wore a cross on their face to celebrate their Christianity or Star a David to celebrate being Jewish would refuse to take it off would have been sent home too.
0: If that's true, we'll, we'll explore this a little yeah. bit here. 800-259-9231, your comments. Did you see the debate last night? How did you feel about it? Or whatever's on your mind. You bring it up. It is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, your show. You bring up what you want. The toll-free number, 800-259-9231, CAI toll-free line for you one 800 9231 It's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. All the features, we give them away that we do ask that you voluntarily support the show by becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier, as have done over 370 of our listeners. I've got something like 33 emails in my amp folder alone to process through tomorrow, so that should take a few hours. Uh, but that's a good thing. It's a good problem to have. You know, I can handle it. Yep. Um, so you know, it's got,
1: to, it's got to be kind of uh, a little funny dealing with the AMP money because none of it goes to you. It's not like they're, you're getting any of the money. It's it's all going towards, you know, our marketing budget. Yeah. And as the AMP program expands, our marketing budget expands. Uh, as our marketing budget expands, well, the purview of Free Talk Live expands. So.
0: Yeah, and and that's what AMP's all about. It stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. The idea is that since we give you... Every feature on our website for free. If you appreciate that, then maybe voluntarily send us 3 bucks a month. That's all we're asking for. Um, It's less than the price of of some cups of coffee, and it goes a long way for us because a bunch of people sending in $3 a month means a pretty significant budget for uh, us to reach out to other radio stations, get the show on those stations, to reach out to other Internet listeners and get more people listening to the message of freedom and liberty. And, you know, now is more, uh, more of an important time than ever to get behind the AMP program, especially as 2008 uh, approaches and the president uh, presidential elections become more and more of a, a factor that people are going to be paying attention to. Talk radio listenership goes up dramatically during elections, mm-hmm. especially presidential elections. And, um, you know, we can either ride that train Or we can, you know, be sort of left behind and just have a few affiliates. What I mean is, the more we can get on, the more radio stations we can get on now, the more we can do for candidates like Ron Paul coming up in 2008. So, you know, it's sort of like a little campaign contribution, almost. Amp.freetalklive.com to get the details. You get perks and stuff, too. Amp.freetalklive.com. All right, Mark, recap the story. It's uh, from a school. It's about a pagan girl who wanted to wear a, a, a symbol on her cheek.
1: Right. The school superintendent denied Wednesday that his district was discriminating against a high school freshman for not allowing her to wear a pagan symbol on her cheek to celebrate a religious holiday. A um, Hanover School uh, superintendent, whatever, um, said that uh, any student who wore a cross on their face to celebrate their Christianity or a Star of David to celebrate their being Jewish, who refused to take it off, would also have been sent home. We would never deny a child their religious expression, he said.
0: Based on what rule? What's the what's the rule? No face painting allowed? I, I
1: don't know that... I mean, you know, when you're running a school, I guess the administrators need to have some kind of, uh, you know, leeway, right? I mean, So
0: it's all right to wear a cross necklace, mm-hmm. but a face, face painting, no, that's not good.
1: Yeah. Um, I, I know that they bring it up in this article, but uh, the first thing that I would say to that is... Well, what about um, Lent when you uh, when you wear you know Ash Wednesday you put mm-hmm. ashes on your forehead in the shape of a cross. Mm. I've um, never seen
0: anyone do that at school, but
1: yeah, what about it? I don't know. I don't know, you know. I'm sure that I've seen. See, the funny thing about it is, if you don't know what to look for, you'll just assume that they have something on their forehead. Mm. You know, I mean, the ashes aren't exactly black. It's not like they're you know painting. Okay. You know, there's it's just a little smudge, and it's the kind of thing that you uh, people overlook. It's not a big deal.
0: So, what does the girl have to say? Did they actually quote her in this story?
1: Um, right. The student Sky Holman was sent home uh, for a second day on Wednesday. This time for having more than one pentagram on her face, Livich said. Um, Andy <laughs> P- Peck, whatever. Andy this, of Cedar Lake wants an apology from the school district for how it has treated his daughter. He mm-hmm. said his 16-year-old has been 16-year-old freshman um, has been practicing pagan for uh, practicing pagan for three or four years now. Uh, he said his wife and uh, Sharon and he are also pagans. I've been a member of the Order of Bards, Ovates, and Druids for 13 years, <laughs> says Andy. And he said uh, that May 1st celebrations are a centuries-old a centuries tradition. I would probably agree with that. Um, you know, it sounds like a the first of spring sort of rite. Um, you know, I mean, I could definitely tell springs here when I go outside. Uh whatever his name is, said that he was upset because the uh, school district didn't send students home from school for having ashes on their foreheads on for Ash Wednesday. Oh,
0: they didn't? Okay, so kids were actually doing that.
1: Right. Huh. You know, I mean, that, here you have I the see. established um, tradition versus the unestablished tradition.
0: Right. Um, so basically the superintendent was just lying through his teeth. He He claimed that they would have sent those kids home, but in fact they didn't. Right. Well,
1: I think that (laughs) I think he's talking about, you know, sometime that's not a practice, you know, sometime other than Ash Wednesday.
0: Oh, I see. So it's okay for the Christians to wear the cross on their little holiday, Mm -hmm. but it's not okay for the pagans to wear their symbol on their holiday. Right. And I don't
1: know that, uh, you know, I wasn't at this school. I didn't like you. I didn't see too many kids at school with uh, ashes, but I did, in fact, see kids at school with ash on their forehead Mm -hmm. on Ash Wednesday. Um, So what
0: if she came to school wearing a pentagram necklace? What would happen to her then? I don't
1: know. see this is this is where it, it you know it
0: gets what about also, a pentagram t-shirt. It gets all so strange, yeah, um you know, I mean, is the issue I mean wh- he doesn't really make uh, at least in what you've read so far, mm-hmm. he doesn't make an excuse for why they're doing this. you know, one could say, well, having ashes on uh, or having a symbol on one's cheek is distracting. Yeah, I mean, I'm just trying to think of what oh, the no. reasoning is. Yeah, that, that that's exactly
1: what he said. Is that um, you know, the reason that he sends her home is is because of what she's become. She's
0: become a huge distraction. So. Oh, I see. Yeah. So. Okay. So so someone drawing a pentagram on their cheek, distracting. What about a big t A t shirt with a huge. Neon red pentagram on it. Is that as distracting or not so much? I
1: I don't know the answer to that, but it it does seem strange to me. Um, like I can imagine um, some level of face painting going on with pentagrams and stuff. Mm-hmm. That gets spooky and weird.
0: You know, sure, it's, it's definitely a little bit strange. But and, but and, what, but really, I mean, you've got a tiny little pentagram on your cheek compared to a 12 inch pentagram on, on your, your chest. Fo- right on your tell on your t-shirt really i mean which one's more distracting because i can tell you mark when i was in high school i was not a pagan i was not a christian i was not a satanist mm-hmm. but i wore a pentagram symbol for a little while around my neck just because it bothered people yes. just cuz you know that's just how i was
1: i can imagine that that's the case
0: right and um, because you would walk around with this pentagram symbol on your neck and it was funny because no one could keep their eyes off of it. Mm-hmm. It was amazing talking. To, it was amazing talking to people. It was like you know, I felt like maybe sort of like a, a woman might feel like with guys looking at her breasts because that's right, right around where the pentagram symbol hung on me. People Except would not people be People were to,
1: horrified by your pentagram as right, opposed they, to a woman's breast.
0: Right, they couldn't make eye contact with me for mm-hmm. very long. Yes. They try to, and then they, you could watch as their <laughs> eyes would drop down to the pentagram, and they sort of their eyes would get a little bit wide, and they look a little bit scared, and. and you know,
1: you see, that that exactly
0: is the problem, though.
1: Like, what you're talking
0: about is what the problem is. But um, the problem's with them, not with the pentagram. The it, problem's with the people who have an issue so and you who are say, uncomfortable about it.
1: What the, um, you know, what the problem is is government schools. Because if you were at my school, I'd tell you to take that pentagram off. And as you should be able to do that. Right. And, you know, at Mark's school, I make the rules, and you're not allowed to have any symbols that I deem satanic.
0: And that is the issue here. Yeah. The issue is government schools, one-size-fits-all policies, discriminatory policies that if you don't agree with, well, screw you. You still have to pay for it. Mm-hmm. Those, the, her parents are paying property taxes, and they're paying for the enforcement of these rules on their daughter, which they don't agree with. They can pull the daughter out of school, but that won't stop them from having to pay for it. How can, I mean, how can you justify paying for uh, something that is uh, a system that is set up against your beliefs, whether it be pagans, whether it be Christians that want to have uh, their little creation science thing taught in school, whether it be people that want to have their sex ed agenda taught in school, you, you have to pay for whatever the government decides is appropriate. And that's not right, is it? 800-259-9231. Let's go to the phones. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. It is Puke on the amplifier line in New Hampshire. Hello, Puke. Good evening.
5: Um, Good evening. Yeah, uh, probably what this uh, – superintendent or principal whatever he was, you know, he saw a pentagram and thought, oh, you know, this kid worships the devil or something, and uh, yeah. that's probably why, you know, didn't like it, but uh, it's just ridiculous. Um, but that's not what I was calling about. I was calling about the uh, the GOP debate that was uh, yesterday or the day before, yes, and sir. Um, I just wanted to comment on, you know, I was listening to, uh, like, other news sources, like the, uh, I get I listened to the BBC um on satellite radio, NPR and uh mm-hmm. the A B C News podcast just to see what else is out there. And they essentially didn't mention anything about any of the other candidates other than Giuliani and McCain. It figures. And I just I just find it so strange how they would talk about uh you know, they they'd bring up the subject that uh, you know, the the, uh, the Iraq war was brought up in the debate and then they'd say essentially no one was against it you know, what this essentially debate. I just knew that was Totally. Man, you they know, just, just say anything
0: they want. Yeah, <laughs> virtually all of the candidates were for the Iraq War.
5: Yeah, that's what they say. That's sort of wordplay. Like, oh, that is, you know, that's just outright lies.
0: Welcome to yeah. ma- uh, mass media coverage of libertarian candidates and ideas. They do everything yeah. they can to ignore and marginalize candidates that promote a pro-liberty viewpoint. Thanks for the call, yeah. Pete. We appreciate yeah. it. 800-259-9231. Hour number two is coming up. It's just amazing, isn't it? We'll comment on more on this coming up. Your calls as well. How do you feel about the debates? This is Free Talk Live. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free. But if you think other people deserve to hear this show, consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. Your show. You bring up what you want. We're launching into hour number two, and it's Ian here with you. And, Mark. one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. 259 9231 That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. As we start things out by going right into the phone calls, let's talk to Tim in Illinois. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hey, Tim.
3: Hey, what's going on, guys? What's on your mind? Um. Yeah, about that debate yesterday. Um. I think that they made it out to be... Very subtly, they made it out to be that Ron Paul was kind of crazy. How's that? Uh, Well, one of the questions was, uh, I believe it was directed right to Ron Paul, that um, what would he do with the Federal Reserve if he became president? And he said immediately I would do away with it and explained his reasoning why. Now, that's not exactly a mainstream idea, and I know that uh, either the person who sent it, uh because it was one of the interactive parts mm-hmm. of the uh debate it was pretty cool but um either the person who sent the question knew that that's how ron paul would answer and was sending that to set him up to not look as mainstream or the person who sent it was of a uh, pro-freedom mindset and wanted to get that message out there yeah
1: one way either or the other we- it sounds like a thing- setup.
0: Well, I don't know. If if mainstream is supporting the Federal Reserve, then there's nothing wrong with coming out against it. It's the right position to take. And just because people, you know, some people may not have understood the answer, they may not have understood his explanation about inflation. I mean, he only had 40 seconds. And the fact is, you know, the fact is, Ron Paul is making, from what I can tell, he's making the Federal Reserve one of his key issues. And oh, so definitely. it's going to come up again, and he's going to address it. I I would guess he'll probably hit on that every single chance he can get in in every single debate that follows. So and if get they,
1: used to it. If they made him look crazy, great. Be, let's let's do it some more because Ros, uh, Ron, uh, he
0: won the Ross debate. Ross Perot looked crazy back in uh, in the 90s. Well, Ross
1: Perot looked real crazy, and let's hope well. it doesn't go that far.
0: Right, but he actually was right. crazy. <laughs> but nonetheless, uh, I Ra- just want more. Go ahead. I was just going to say, oh, Ross Perot show. got uh, 19% of the vote, the popular vote. That right. was after he dropped out and then went back into the race. And so, I mean, being crazy got him some attention. Now I'm not That's saying good. Ron's actually crazy, but, no, it is, it's uh, It's it's your show, Tim. So what's on your mic? Go ahead, your comments.
3: Um, also, on uh, May 15th, uh, the South Carolina debate, Ron Paul got invited. So everyone keep your eyes open on May 15th. I just wanted to get that word out there yep. in case uh, people didn't know. That's Very good. pretty
0: exciting news. We'll be paying attention and to it. That's pretty much it. Thanks Tim, appreciate the call. 800-259-9231. We sure will. And I'm not too concerned with uh, with that. In fact, the question, I guess I didn't hear the actual question being asked cuz the clips that I saw, I think the questions were cut out of, but he sort of addressed inflation and then he sort of touched on the Federal Reserve, I think mm-hmm. in in that particular question. And really, I mean, it's tough to it's tough to explain inflation in 30 seconds, but I thought he did an okay job of it. I mean, he explained that it was a hidden tax, which no one ever says. Yeah, you never hear that. No one. I mean, if, if pundits are talking about inflation, they just talk about the rate. It's yeah. a good rate. It's a 2%. It's a good rate of inflation. As though, you know, it's just fine and dandy. Yeah. They don't ever talk about what inflation really is. Uh, and they don't talk about uh, its causes. And Ron Paul managed to do that within a matter of seconds. Sure, there are going to be a lot of Americans sitting out there going, Oh, right. Right. They've never heard that before. Um, But I mean, you know, but that's okay. Frequency is important. And if Ron Paul continues to be successful in these debates, and there's no reason why he shouldn't be unless something external happens and like they just decide to exclude him for whatever reason. uh, Should he continue to be successful, he'll continue to be able to expound upon that idea and make it more popular. It may sound a little bit nutty to people that have never heard it before. But as soon as they put two and two together, they'll come to understand that Ron Paul's absolutely correct. Inflation is a hidden tax. It's the most insidious of all taxation because it's the one you can't possibly get around. And and he's the only candidate that cares about returning to sound money. And
1: it really is an important issue. Right. And, and you know, I mean,
0: it, it, sure, the,
1: the, you know, Joe Bierkan out there who's listening and, and probably Joe Bierkan wasn't watching. He was watching American Idol or something mm-hmm. else. But, um you know the, the the average guy listening that had never heard that before I, you know they, they, their education has to start somewhere and it seemed like that was as good of an explanation as any i could go on national television right now if i could get on every single channel that everybody's um listening and i could tell somebody some truth that they've never heard before George Washington was not the first president of the United States of America. Mm-hmm. It's true. It's true. And they'd they'd be like, "No, but what? Are you kidding?" Mm-hmm. And I'd say, "No, you know, I mean, they wouldn't. I wouldn't be able to hear it." And I'd say, "No, I know you've heard that all your life, but in fact, um, George Washington was instated by the United States Constitution, and prior to the United States Constitution, there were was, a few presidents. Yeah, there, I think it was thirteen. It, it, the numbers yeah. I've heard seen online are different. But in fact, a man named John Hanson was the first president of the United States of America.
0: Puran?
1: <laughs> sorry, it's the same name.
0: Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Sorry, inside joke for the yes, Free State is. Project or the Free Talk Live BBSers. Yep. Um, okay, so Ron Paul, you know, Puke called in at the end of the uh, end of the hour last hour and pointed out that in the the recaps of the debate that he heard from the talking heads on, on television, that they did their damnedest to exclude the fact that Ron Paul was even there. And I'd just like to point out that this is, I mean, may, I think puke probably may, might be a little bit new to politics, to liberty politics. And there are a lot of people that I'm sure are. Because every every uh, political session, there are a bunch of new people jumping on and a bunch of old people get burnt out and they go and they do whatever. Right. Um, so the new people have never really experienced the... The 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 blackout. I mean, for lack of a better term, the the media blackout that is usually applied to liberty-oriented candidates. Now, usually it's a libertarian candidate, so it's easier than it to exclude a libertarian candidate. Much easier than excluding Ron Paul. Yeah. So in this case, it starts to look really strange when they act as though Ron Paul wasn't even in the debate last. And night. they're still going to
1: try. You know, one time with the uh, with these numbers, these uh, statistics being shoved down their throat. I mean, you know, they they don't want Ron Paul. They would much rather have any of the other Republican candidates in this than
0: Ron Paul. They would. And they can rationalize it to themselves by saying, well, it's an unscientific Internet poll. The MSNBC poll, the Drudge Report poll, both polls solidly showing Ron Paul... Uh, I think he was number one. Did he end up number one in, on Drudge? I know he's number one he was, on MSNBC. He was in the top
1: three on Drudge when I looked.
0: Solidly, uh, he's showing showing very solid results for Ron Paul, but they could just very well say, well, unscientific internet poll, there's no reason for us to acknowledge this guy even exists. He could have had his activists go and you know p- bounce these poll numbers up. So right now they have that excuse, but as his poll numbers continue to be good, and especially if, or when, hopefully... A Gallup poll comes out or an actual scientific phone poll of likely voters who have seen the debates and their honest responses with who they thought won. And Mm -hmm. if Ron Paul is a contender in those polls, then what are they going to do? Right. Uh, Currently,
1: um, what he won last night was uh, among the American people. He got his his message out, and that's great. Mm -hmm. But what he won won among the media, the only thing he managed to get among the media and the politicos out there is the ability to be in the next debate. Right and um you know he wouldn't good have been, he wouldn't have been in this one without dropping 25 grand really? so um you know i mean if you if you liked his performance last night write a check because
0: that cost him that's a good point point. and uh, what's his website ronpaul2008.com yes ronpaul2008.com
1: and i personally am right after i saw what i saw i uh, the money that i gave him was well worth what i saw i have got my money's worth i'm ready to pay again
0: 1-800-259-9231. 180025992341 i've never seen a libertarian perform like that in my life it's well, it's it's just a shame that Harry Brown was never given the opportunity, right. I mean, because he, if it were Harry Brown, it would have been just as good, if not even better.
1: Well, I guess um, – I, right. I understand what you're saying, and it, it, I'm I, – I, you know, it's the venue – that makes the performance in this particular instance the fact that he's able to get on stage with all those republicans makes the performance Mm -hmm. maybe harry brown would have had a better performance but you know when you're performing on broadway it's a different better performance than it is if you're performing you know in some little community theater somewhere even if you're a better actor
0: so i think that this is i think his campaign is something obviously we're going to continue to follow you should keep an eye on it as well Send them a few bucks, you know, if you, if you get a chance. I thought it was worth, uh, you know, a few bucks for, yeah. for sure. I mean, we, um, don't,
1: we don't come on here and, and talk about uh, sending, sending money to I don't certainly only, politicians, yeah, but I don't too like many politicians. people, period.
0: So. But, but Ron Paul, I mean, is the one politician that I think we've ever read an article from on Free Talk Live. More than one of them. I don't mm-hmm. think we've ever read an article written by any other politician in the history of Free Talk And Live. if we did, we made fun of them. The guy's got it together, and he did a great job, and hopefully he'll continue to uh, to show. Hopefully the polling numbers will make it so the media can no longer continue to ignore him. Because watch, keep watching as they do their damnedest to marginalize and sideline Ron Paul. But now the Internet's bigger than it's ever been in the past. And as a result, his following and his activists are better than they ever could have been in the past. And I don't think the media's going to be able to hold up too long. To the push. More on the way. It's free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, your show. You bring up what you want. Toll free. 800 the SACL CAI Toll Free Line. Ian here with you. And Mark, join us on our website at FreeTalkLive.com where all the features are completely free, including the BBS Bulletin Board System, also known as a forum. Over 225,000 posts. There are over 1,400 people interacting, serious issues, fun stuff. You'll find it all discussed, and it's all for free at bbs.freetalklive.com. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. And the Free State Projects Porcupine Freedom Festival, better known as Porkfest, is June 18th through the 24th. At Porkfest, you'll be able to attend leadership and activist training seminars and socialize with hundreds of fellow activists and lovers of liberty. Register today at porkfest.com. That's p-o-r-c-f-e-s-t. Dot com. You bring up what you want. Let's go to Kenneth in Colorado. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark.
6: Hey, guys. Hey, I was pretty happy with the uh, the debate overall, I mean, from the standpoint of Ron Paul's performance and what he was allowed to say. Um, I think you got to look at the bright side. Uh, uh, it's very unlikely that we're going to get any more out of it than what we're getting now, and maybe we'll be lucky and we'll get two or three debates and a few you know, a few high-profile events and things like that. But what he's really getting, and this is really the point, what the other guy called up to, it seemed, complain about, I was very happy with little things like being able to explain to people what inflation is because we get this BS about how somehow greed or something causes inflation. And that's not what causes inflation, and it's good for him. Well, it is greed, actually. It's government greed. Mm, Right. Um, But uh, uh, that's the kind of thing that needs to get out, And it'll be a fringe benefit if he starts polling in really high numbers and he starts really causing some change. And by the way, I saw some real change last night in the middle of the debate. I don't know if you guys noticed, but he said that um, a national ID card was unacceptable after everybody else except Tancredo had said that they were for a national ID card. Mm -hmm. And then Tancredo came up and said, you know, because he's got the immigration issue that His big deal, right? That well, he wasn't for a national ID card, but he thought that that there should be a picture social security card for working purposes.
0: (laughs) Oh, Uh, that's interesting. But
6: but what was interesting about that is I really don't know for sure what Tancredo would have said if he hadn't said that a national ID card was unacceptable. And on the very next question, at, at the very next question, every other guy up there, so far as I could tell, came out and corrected himself and said, "Yeah, well." We think just for working purposes would be okay. Yeah, and you saw policy changed in front of your very eyes, mm. right there. And that's something that, that the American public was served. With I noticed an idea. that too.
4: Yeah,
0: right. That's something that uh, politicians will do when, uh, when, when. When a movement gets popular, like the socialists did in the early part of the 20th century, mm-hmm. the politicians will co-opt their ideas and try to act as though that they're their own. So the same thing you're seeing the same thing happen with libertarian ideas right. uh, because they see it as being uh, politically viable to an extent now. Well, um, and so they'll try to make themselves sound like that. Would, now, when you have the,
1: the circumstance of a libertarian debating a Republican, um, basically the you know libertarian planks are sort of uh, you know, Republican sort of libertarian light is what they uh, espouse, um, you know, as party platform. So when libertarians talk about. You know things like the you know the Federal Reserve returning us to a responsible monetary system. That, that those kind of things, a lot of Republicans will switch their tune right at on mm-hmm. on the stage. And what happened? I, I mean, you've told me of an instance. Wasn't there a debate in uh, Sarasota when uh, your state house guy uh, Bill Van Allen debated and and the Republican guy switched? Bam! Yeah, right there. Yeah, sure,
0: it happens. Well, yeah. It happens. This is local what Perot
6: did. By Perot, by getting into the debates before, changed some topics and he affected some policy. And regardless of whether you thought the policy changes that Perot had to uh, effect were good or not, some of them were good, he, he brought up the budget a whole lot, and that was probably good. Right. But the most important thing is you can change what gets discussed, and this is something until now, until we got libertarians in there as Democrats, somewhat libertarian Democrat anyway, uh, and Republicans, You didn't get, we didn't get that voice. And now we've managed to get a little voice in there, and we're seeing some of the payoff. Now I guess the next thing you'll see is you'll see the the Republicans and Democrats get more heavy-handed with the media as far as who they want on stage.
0: Well, we'll see about that, you know, that's going to be interesting to see how this uh, pans out. And thank you for the call; we appreciate it. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. It'll be interesting to see how the media and the politicians try to manipulate this process here on out, because obviously, I mean, when Ross Perot was in the game in nineteen ninety two. It was after 1992 that they set up the Commission for Presidential Debates, mm-hmm. and that they took it out of the hands, I think it was the Daughters of American Veterans, I don't remember exactly which organization it was, but some private organization was organizing... Daughters of the American Revolution. D-A-R, okay. Um, some private organization was... Women's Voter League. Whatever. Yeah. Um, they were organizing the debates, they took it the out of, of their... The League of Women Voters, that was it. They took it out of their hands, and then they made it this sort of uh, bipartisan, elect... Election commission thing right. where the basically government controlled stuff. Right, where the Republicans and Democrats sit down and they set all the rules, including the temperature right. in the uh, in the debate forum. Mm-hmm. Uh, they set all the rules. I'll have one uh,
1: telephone book to stand on. You'll have two. Yes. So um, it'd be
0: very interesting to see um, how they try to manipulate Ron Paul out of the debates, especially considering that he is doing so well in the polls. Well, I I think it would be interesting, but what
1: are they going to do? And, and You know, when South Carolina rolls around uh, May the 15th, that's when the next debate is, May the 15th, what are they going to do? Are they going to say, no, Ron Paul can't be there. One of the Republicans cannot be there. The one that won the debate the last time is not allowed to be there on stage. Well, they'd
0: have to yank his invitation at this Mitt point. Mitt
1: Romney, um, you know, uh, what are the other ones? John McCain. John McCain, by the way, flushed last night. That was it. John McCain should quit now and save everybody's money. Scumbag
0: A, A, scumbag B, mm -hmm. whatever. They're all the same to me, except for Ron Paul. Well, basically,
1: I love the war answers. Everybody was like, war, war, war. John McCain's like, more war. And
0: Ron Paul's like, it was a mistake. Absolutely. Let's continue with the calls and talk to William in Tennessee on the Amplifier line. Hello, William. Hi, my
7: name's William, and I'm a recovering Republican. (laughs) Same here,
0: William. Hey, William.
7: (laughs) I, I... I was a, a Republican Party activist locally um in 2000 uh, I I pounded the streets with uh, flyers about George W. Bush and how he was going to bring change to America. Yeah. You know, I got I
1: got calls at my house from, uh, you know, just before the election, Republicans asking me to vote and all that kind of th- stuff, and I would tell them that I had no intention of doing so. I was going to vote for the Libertarian candidate. And uh, most of them were very interested in, you know, they believed Libertarian concepts. Those are the people that are most active in the Republican Party are the people that, in fact, believe Libertarian concepts. Some of them.
7: Well... Yeah, uh, so, some of them. Yeah, I, I joined on to this movement to stop the public funding of the NBA arena here in Memphis. Okay? Ah. And I was I was a young Republican. I was immediately vilified because the mayor's son, who was on board with it, was the president of the young Republicans. Yep. <laughs> and well, he, had,
4: he had money to make, I, you know. And,
7: right, and I realized that I wasn't a Republican, I was really for limited government. I was really for low to no taxes. And I didn't change at all. I just realized that every solution that the Republicans had was a government solution.
0: Yep. It's just their version of big government, and Mm -hmm. it's a sickness. Exactly. William, thanks for the call. 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI told line. whether you want to talk about your opinions on the presidential debates from last night or whatever might be on your mind, including coming up uh, Paul Craig Roberts, another former Republican, on are we experiencing the last days of constitutional rule? Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, and it's your show. You bring up what you want, toll-free, 800-259-9231, the cycle CAI toll-free line for you, 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com, where all the features are completely free, including the Shrine of Female listeners, The dozens and dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send us their validated photo to prove they listen to the show. See what I mean by heading over to shrine.freetalklive.com. That is shrine.freetalklive.com.
1: Wouldn't it be great to have an ex-narcotics officer be your personal coach to keep you from getting busted with marijuana? Go to nevergetbusted.com to view clips of the recently released DVD that has gained world attention, nevergetbusted.com. I liked it. I, I did, too. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, entertaining. Uh, you know, there was. Uh, I think that there was something in there for everybody.
0: And we had Barry on the show to talk about it, and uh, beyond what he's currently doing today, the more people that support him in what he's doing, the more products he's going to come out with. He's working on other videos yes, he is. right now. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them sound even more exciting and interesting than what he's currently
1: doing. Well, I, th- I think that even from the uh, selfish point of view, if you think about um, watching the video, getting one thing that can help you, uh, you know... Avoid prosecution or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, that's well worth. I, I think it's. I think it's 1995 for the video. Yeah. Is that correct? Yeah, he's put, I think he put it on sale for yeah. uh, 420. dollars Um. It, so, oh my <laughs> God, it just threw me off completely. Um. You know, get that one thing is is it's worth 20 bucks. It really is.
0: Save you a night in jail.
1: You know. Um. The the I think it's a 45 minute video or something like that. That it, and the 20 dollars is a no, great. It's longer than that. Is it? Is it longer than? It's that, like ninety. Hour? Is it? Yeah. I don't know. It didn't seem like it. It didn't seem like it took that long um, when I watched it. But it's because he's entertaining. Yeah.
0: It was. busted dot com eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one to the phones. Tom in Maine. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Tom.
8: Yeah. Hey. Thanks, guys. I, um, Thank you. I didn't bother watching the debate last night. I kind of figured I was pretty aware of what was going to be said. But I do. I, I find it really, really optimistic. I just checked out the MSNBC poll, and Ron Paul actually does have the highest positives and the lowest negative yes. right now. he
1: sure does. Ron Paul oh, really. won the debate last night.
8: Well, that's good. Um, I, I did hear some clips earlier on the radio today of what he said, and it mm-hmm. was you know what I figured he'd say, but it's really, really tough, I think, to elaborate on these really hardcore issues in 20 seconds. Sure it you're is. You're being sort of... Um, but the point I wanted to make and who I wanted to actually talk to was the, the people who are in the Libertarian Party or the Constitution Party or these others who have sort of walked away from the Republican Party and kind of closed the door behind them and they're um, really just unwilling to to kind of get in the Ron Paul camp because he is still carrying the Republican Party banner although it's interesting I, I I've heard a few people have a Republican. few
1: different reasons for not wanting to go after Ron Paul and they seem they all seem like such Hetty little reasons to me, I mean, I'm a pretty principled libertarian guy um i I can't see why somebody would be against Ron Paul, but well, go you ahead. don't get much more yeah, princi- I mean go ahead
8: no, I was just going to say I mean I've tried engaging a few of these people, and they really don't they can't really point to any important issue specifically they're just as, they're, those people are or, those
0: people are just as bad as the Republican and Democrat party loyalists. they're people that are party first. Candidate second, and that's just not the way it should be. Hold on, I think that that might be somewhat in-
1: inaccurate. I've met people that are just sort of independent libertarians that don't support Ron Paul too, and you know, what well, do they support? Well, that's that's the thing is, you know, and now it's, you sort of put me into the uh, the arena of arguing the lesser evil, like oh, Ron Paul in 1995 had uh, one of his staffers wrote an article that was uh, somewhat racist, so <laughs> you know, I mean, I've got to defend this. This is the best thing you can come up with, Ron Paul. Ron Paul doesn't quite float your boat. Well, who who does then? What do you got? Yeah, Yo, what do you got? Well, it, it, no one nobody. knows who that is. No, no, that's the thing. It's just malcont- It's either malcontention or somebody who's a party. Look,
0: lover. I hate. I don't like Republicans any more than I don't like Democrats. I, I think they're all just scum. Um, but Ron Paul is the exception, and I'm certainly willing the- to support him.
8: Yeah, I mean, I think the point that I was trying to make also to some of these people is that actually supporting Ron Paul would bring additional credibility to these other parties because he's actually advancing the same ideas in the public arena and people who don't typically hear these things, you know, they're getting fed the Rudy Giuliani, Hillary Clinton New World Order line day in and day out. Well, from what I understand,
0: it can only help. Like you, I didn't see oh, the debate last night, but from what I understand, the word libertarian was utilized Twice. Um, in the in the debate. So I don't know about the Constitution Party. Those guys are eh. – I mean, they're okay on yeah. some issues, but in, in many ways they support big government too. Um, oh, I understand. But, but the, the idea that Ron, they, uh, Ron Paul being involved in the today. debates uh, is going to get the word libertarian out there uh, more so than anything else has in any presidential election in the past. And that's good. Thing.
8: Yeah, I mean Chris Matthews, and then they they try to use that word as some kind of poison pill to turn the Democrat Republican sheep they you know, to. against and just sort of tune them out. But hey, thanks a lot, guys. Appreciate thanks, it.
0: dude. Appreciate the call. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. It doesn't make sense to me. Uh, there are, there are these, and I know you're saying there's some independent libertarians out there, but a, a lot of it is the party loyalty thing. Yeah, that's what George Phillies the one of the front runners I guess for the libertarian nomination the libertarian presidential candidate nomination he's one of those guys he's one of those guys that's it's the party and that's all it's about is the party well and I don't, uh, you know he, he uh, it's that's, silly
6: that's the tack
1: that he is he's currently taking and I understand why he's taking it it's the tack that he's got, that he has to take yeah it's either that or just not you know not bother running for president and this is his opportunity to do so um i it makes perfectly good sense to me that's what he's doing.
0: Well, I don't hold that, I wouldn't hold that against him. Uh, but that's the mentality though. Like we've got to we've got to stick with the party through thick and thin no matter what happens no matter who the candidate is. We've got to stick with the party and that's not the way it should be. If somebody's out there who's a better libertarian who's just as much of a libertarian whether they're running as a democrat or whether they're running as a republican, if they're a principled libertarian, they deserve your support. It doesn't matter what their party is. Right. 800 259 Paul Craig Roberts was originally in, uh, He was a. I guess he was a bureaucrat, assistant secretary of the Treasury during the Reagan administration. So if anybody knows the insides of uh, the Republican Party and politics in Washington, D.C., mm-hmm. he's one of those guys. And uh, he writes for LewRockwell.com. The question is, are we experiencing the last days of constitutional rule? He says the Bush administration's greatest. You mean we have constitutional rule? Maybe a little bit. Just <laughs> okay. a little. I mean, they still hold elections, you know. Yeah, that's that much is true. The Bush administration's greatest success is its ability to escape accountability for its numerous impeachable offenses. The administration's offenses against U.S. law, the U.S. Constitution, civil liberties, human rights, and the Geneva Conventions, its lies to Congress and the American people, its vote-rigging scandals, sweetheart no-bid contracts to favored firms, political firing of re- uh, Republican U.S. attorneys, practice of kidnapping and torturing people in foreign hellholes, and its persecution of whistleblowers are altogether so vast that it's a major undertaking just to list them all. Hmm. Bush admits that he violated the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act and spied on U.S. citizens without warrants, a felony under the act itself. Bush has shown total disrespect for civil, uh, civil liberty in the Constitution and has even suffered rebukes from the Supreme Court. The evidence is overwhelming that the Bush administration manufactured false intelligence to justify military aggression against Iraq. The Halliburton contract scandals are notorious, as is the use of electronic voting machines programmed to miscount the actual vote. Which, by the way, uh, from what I understand, Florida is now scrapping electronic voting. Yes. The chief of staff to vice president... Hey, you know,
1: it's electronic voting's wrong. I understand the ease of it and everything. It it has that, that sort of good feel, but it is just too easy to screw with the numbers.
0: It's True. The chief of staff to vice president Cheney has been convicted for obstructing justice... In the outing of a covert CIA officer, proof of torture is overwhelming, and the Bush administration has even had the temerity to have permissive legislation passed after the fact that permits it to continue to torture detainees, which we've talked about many a time. It's mm-hmm. called the Military Commissions Act, two thousand six. The civil Edmonds and other whistleblower cases are well known. The Senate Judiciary Committee has just responded. Excuse, uh, excuse me, just issued subpoenas to Justice Department officials involved in the scandalous removal of U.S. attorneys who refused to be politicized. Yet the Democrats have taken impeachment off the table. Many Democrats and Republicans and a great many Christians contemplate illegal military aggression against Iran, but not the impeachment of the greatest criminal administration in U.S. history. Far from being scandalized by what the entire world views as an unjust invasion and occupation of Iraq led by the U.S., leading Democratic and Republican candidates for the 2008 presidential nomination rushed to inform the Israel lobby that if elected, they will keep the troops in Iraq. So, you know, nobody's doing anything about this. Uh, More on the way on the death of constitutional rule in America. Your thoughts on it as well at 800 259 9231. Brian in Montana coming up. Your calls about what you want. This is Free Talk Live. The show is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up what you want toll-free at 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line for you. It's Ian here with you. And, Mark, join us online freetalklive.com. All the features for free, though we do ask you voluntarily support the show by going and shopping with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. You know Amazon, the world's largest internet retailer, 40 categories of products, always expanding their inventory. The products and the brands that you trust are sold at Amazon at great prices, great free super saver shipping deals on a lot of their items. And the best part is, when you enter through Amazon.freetalklive.com, Free Talk Live gets a percentage of your purchase. So you get your shopping done, and you help Free Talk Live at the same time. What could be better? Amazon.freetalklive.com. Just a few more thoughts from Paul Craig Roberts, formerly of the Reagan administration. So he knows kind of the insides of uh, Washington, D.C. politics. And he's pointing out that it's in his opinion that... uh, We're in the last days of constitutional rule here in America, as he's gone through just a laundry list of the various different violations of human rights and and the Constitution itself that the Bush administration has been engaged in. He points out that the previous occupant of the White House, Bill Clinton, couldn't, uh, couldn't escape being impeached by the House of Representatives for lying about a consensual Oval Office sexual affair. President Nixon and his vice president, a saintly pair compared to Bush-Cheney, were both driven from office for offenses that are inconsequential by comparison. Liberals branded Ronald Reagan the Teflon president, but the neoconservatives? Iran-Contra scandal was merely a dress rehearsal for the machinations of the Bush regime. What explains Bush-Cheney invulnerabilities? Uh, What explains their invulnerability to accountability? Perhaps the answer is that Bush has desensitized us. Like kids desensitized to violence by video games, movies, and... Or pornography addicts desensitized to sex, we've become desensitized by the avalanche of Bush Cheney crimes, lies and disdain for Congress, courts, and public opinion. Basically just saying that they've just done so much, what's another crime? No one did anything with the first one, so here here's what's ten the big more. Deal? Uh, Our elected representatives, if not the American people, now regard such as normal, such heinous actions such as war crimes, the rape of the Constitution, self-serving government uh, use of government office, and the constant stream of lies and propaganda from the highest offices of the executive branch. Perhaps that is what disillusioned foreigners who once looked with hope to America mean when they say that America doesn't exist anymore. If the notion has departed that the highest political offices in the land are supposed to be occupied by people who are honest and faithful to their oath to the Constitution, then we are far advanced on the road to tyranny. In the future history books, will Bush Cheney mark the transition of the United States from constitutional rule to the unaccountable rule of the unitary executive who cancels out Congress with signing statements and silences critics with the police state means that are now part of the U.S. legal code? So asks Paul Craig Roberts, Luron.com.
1: You know, these are questions that Americans should be asking themselves, and, you know, our politicians are just asleep at the wheel.
0: One of our listeners uh, has actually asked those questions. And he's gone down the list of the Bill of Rights and sort of written a bit of a response to where the Bill of Rights currently stands today. We'll get to that coming up in hour number three. Your calls as well. Let's go to the phones and talk to Brian in Montana, listening on KGEZ. Hey, Brian. Brian in Montana. Yeah, good evening. Hey there, what's on your mind?
9: Hey, uh... Kind of in and out of my truck right now and uh, on the cell phone. But one thing I wanted to say about Ron Paul and the in the debate about libertarian libertarians not supporting him and mm-hmm. this and that. How many in the debates last night? How many folks did you hear even mention the Constitution? I heard one, Ron Paul. Yeah. How many uh, folks did you hear You know, hold on.
1: I'm, I'm sorry. Actually, I, I heard another candidate, and gosh darn it, I don't have his name in front of me. I did hear another candidate mince- mention the Constitution. It made me like him a little bit. But go ahead.
9: How about Liberty?
1: Uh, liberty, uh, Ron How Paul m- mentioned several times.
9: Uh, okay, well, Ron, is what I want to say is that uh, Ron Paul seems to uh, mention the Constitution and Liberty almost every time i've ever heard anything come out of his
4: mm-hmm, mouth mm-hmm.
9: and so that's that's something for everybody to look at and he he seems to not only uh vote with you know when he speaks he he uh really follows up and and he's comfortable with any hard question absolutely he, so that's that's something for all this uh, is why I was in uh, wanted to call is that I heard a lot of folks talking about well we got to cover our party line and 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 he's not a libertarian or he's he, he's always talking about liberty yeah. he's always talking about the uh, the constitution. Do you think
0: he made a good impression uh, on just the average Joe Republican?
9: Uh, I believe so, and, and well. It, as far as I've been hearing today on all the polls, uh, so you know, conservatives have been really uh, voting for him. I, I think that he's—I think he's a real fresh voice for for folks that are so—they're
0: uh, burned out. They're heard, sick and tired. They're sick and tired of the Republicans and their lives. They're
9: sick and tired of Republicans and. And you get this guy coming in here talking about liberty and the Constitution. Well, now, to be
0: fair, though, to be fair, even George Bush uses the terms freedom and liberty. It's just that he doesn't actually do anything <laughs> for freedom and liberty. Ron Paul has a voting record that proves that he actually cares about liberty. So Ron Paul right. actually using the terms, and he means it at the same time as well. And thank you for the call. We really I'm appreciate with- hearing from you, Brian. 800-259-9231.
1: You know, I was as Brian was was talking. Um, I, I was looking up the candidates, and I think that the candidate that I heard uh, use the Constitution was John Jim Gilmore. Um, which you know, <laughs> who's that? Right, that's really the point. Um, I, congratulations for him for getting in, but uh, I don't think that it really mattered much for Let's him.
0: Let's talk to Joe in New York. You're on Free Talk Live. Hey, Joe. Hey
10: guys, great show.
0: Thanks, dude. What's on your mind?
10: I'm a first time listener, and. Oh, uh, wow. <laughs> Yeah, I decided to call in because I was listening to another talk show on GCN,
4: mm-hmm.
10: um, and they had Aaron Rousseau on there, and Aaron Rousseau did American Freedom, America, Freedom to Fascism. Yes, he did. Are you, are you familiar with that?
0: Yeah, we've had Aaron on our show, too, oh, okay. and we've seen the movie. Well
10: he, well, he mentioned that he, I believe he started the Libertarian Party.
0: No, no, no! Not Aaron Russo. No, uh, well,
10: he was really big into it and really got it going. He,
4: he might have been around.
0: Up. I don't know if he was around back then. But the Libertarian Party was started by a man named David Nolan and some of his friends back in the 1970s. But Aaron Russo did run for um, for Libertarian Party well, presidential go- candidate in 2004.
10: And didn't he run for governor in Las Vegas?
0: I believe he did at one time. Yes. Yeah
10: and he was saying that uh, he fully supports Ron Paul. He's saying yep. that he, he, he when he ran for the governor in Las Vegas, the, the Republican Party was so unorganized and just falling apart. He basically took it over. So his his take is we should just, you know, take the libertarians, take Ron Paul and just take over the whole Republican Party. I mean, it, it, it doesn't matter if you're Democrat or Republican or Libertarian. We need Ron Paul in there. He's the best guy for the job. I mean, Well, sure I don't care about woman. taking we,
0: over the party. I mean, the Republican Liberty Caucus has been trying their damnedest for a long time to influence long—for uh, to influence the Republican Party in the right direction. And they're having a tough time. It'll just be easier to just get behind Ron Paul, and then then the party will change on its own, I think, well, if that, Ron I Paul is prominent. I think that's what he means. I think
10: that's how he means. Take it over. Get Ron Paul in there and just take over with the Libertarian beliefs, but with you know through the Republican Party. By the just way...
0: By the way, our last caller mentioned that he'd heard someone talking about um, party loyalty, and I was—I don't think anyone on this show was mentioning that that's what they're all about. We were just sort of talking in general about what some people believe in. I'd like to point out that Michael Badnarik, who was the Libertarian Party presidential candidate in 2004, he won the nomination over Aaron Rousseau. Um, Michael Badnarik has also... Thrown his hat behind Ron Paul. He has uh, personally endorsed Ron Paul and his candidacy. So it seems to me that most high, at least high-profile libertarians, are getting behind the Ron Paul campaign.
10: Yeah, I just wanted to say I am a Republican, but I voted for all Democrats in the last election except for Hillary because I, I would never vote for Hillary. But uh, you got to go. I, I just don't believe in the war, and Ron Paul is against the war, and he and he's a. I think he's the best choice.
0: That's right. And thank you for the call, Joe. and We hope to hear from you thank again. You. Thank you. Eight hundred two five nine. Ninety-two, thirty-one. Ron Paul's more anti-war than any of the Democrats are, as far as I'm concerned. You know, the
1: Democrats, I don't hear any of them really talking about... I, you know what? I hear them... Uh, I heard uh, Hillary talking about, "Wow, we've got to bring the troops home, and then I heard her a couple of days later talking about, no, no, we'll
0: have to stay there. Let's go to Michael in Kentucky. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark.
6: And y'all, y'all do a great show. Thanks, Michael. What's and, your mind? I, had, I saw this... Um, poll that was being done like vote for uh on the california republican debate and of the four things that were positive statements ron paul won them all
0: are you talking they about the won? msnbc poll yes yep yeah uh, we uh, reported those numbers at the start of the show not only did he win but he won fairly solidly uh he was yeah. in the 30th uh, 30 percentile while the uh the two runner-up candidates were in the 20 percentile and the other guys just didn't pull anything
6: yeah, I know. It's amazing. It's like, why aren't people paying attention to this? Because on the news today, they didn't even mention it on NBC, for that matter.
0: Yep. Yeah, That's what they're going to try to do. They're going to try to marginalize them. They're going to try to shut them out as much as they can. But unfortunately, they're up against some of the best activists out there right now and some of the most excited people, because people are really keyed into this. The people that are paying attention to the Paul campaign, and, and by the way, thank you for the call, uh, the people yeah. that are paying attention to the Paul campaign are pretty amped. And they get pissed when somebody excludes Ron Paul. So Mm -hmm. the media organizations, as they continue to try to exclude him, are really going to get rained down upon uh, with phone calls and emails, And hopefully that will make a difference. I think it already is. Hour 3 is coming up. Free Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. for lunch and hour number three. You, as always, can bring up what you want. Toll free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com, where all the features are completely free. That again, freetalklive.com. We jump right into the phone calls and go to Ed in Pennsylvania. You're on Free Talk Live. Hey, Ed. Gentlemen. What's on your mind? Thank
2: you very much for taking my call. Um, I do love your show. Yes, Thanks, sir. What's up? Hey, um... Um, uh, earlier, Mark had, uh, asked the question, there was another, uh, one of the debaters last night that, uh, did reference the Constitution, and I believe he was referring to a guy named, uh, Tommy Thompson.
1: You think it was Tommy Thompson? I think it was. Because I thought it was Jim, I uh, thought I had mentioned it, uh, Jim Gilmore. But, but it might, oh, look, whatever. I'm looking at these, the haircuts and the faces, and funny, they're all white guys with brown hair.
2: <laughs> Isn't that funny? Well, in any event, uh, I do have to say that, uh, I'm a big Ron Paul fan, and, uh, I'm going to change my party affiliation to Republican just so I can vote in the primary, and then I'll change it back to Libertarian. Yeah, ah,
0: excellent, yeah. excellent idea. thankfully, here in New Hampshire, we don't have to bother with that. We can actually walk right. in on election day or on primary day and re. Uh, we can basically we can temporarily reassign ourselves to a party, and then as we leave yeah. the primary location, we can reassign ourselves back. It's kind of fun.
2: Yeah, I don't. I don't think in Pennsylvania you can do that. But in any event, that's what I'm going to do. And uh, uh, I, there is hope. Oh
1: absolutely. Um you know MSNBC says he see, says he won and uh you know that's good enough for me. They they were a partial sponsor of the event. Um, I could I
0: couldn't have expected USA, numbers
1: like that. U.S. U.S.A. News that was just on during the break. Not everybody got to hear it. That's listening right now, but some people did. They just said that uh, Rudy Giuliani won, but I'm looking at uh, that's MS- what a pundit says. Right. That's what that's what you know they say. And Rudy Rudy Giuliani got uh, a 40 percent disapproval rating compared to Ron's 29 uh, percent disapproval, and I uh, got a 28 percent approval rating compared to ron's 33 percent right there on msnbc with a t- total of seventy-two thousand, seventy-three thousand
0: votes um i, I gotta under- say i didn't expect him to do that well i expected him to show like in the top three because i know his activists are really active on the internet but i didn't expect him to be number one i think this is a really great start for him
2: and- i do too and then I'm, and I'm hoping for the dark horse you know let's let's keep the Spreading the word. I know I am. It I'm could happen, man.
0: It could happen, and we might as well, you know, got, let's get behind this guy as much as we can. Thanks for the call. Appreciate Absolutely. it. 800 Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Unless he's, unless he gives me some reason to not get behind right. him,
1: right? I I hope not. I sincerely hope not. But you know, the chances are good that if uh, you, you and I find one big flaw, uh, you know, that'll be it. But have you noticed that he's gotten um, more libertarian in the sound of his immigration policy, not less? Has he? I'm not sure I yes, really absolutely he's that. now saying that um he's now saying that uh you know a country needs to secure its borders, but w- I think what's more important is to not give illegal aliens a reason to come across, and we need to get do away with welfare, do away with social welfare programs, do away with uh, the medical uh Medicaid and you know or whatever it is that because
0: uh, I'm gonna ask him when he comes on our show, which will I'm sure will happen within the next year or so, but um when he comes on the show, I definitely want to ask him, okay. First of all, I want to ask him how he feels about immigration and just sort of let him speak about the issue Mm -hmm. for a little bit. And then if he if he espouses or espouses some sort of viewpoint about enforcing the border, I'm going to ask him, you know, well, if you're against the war on drugs and you understand that the government fails trying to keep drugs out of its prisons, why on earth would you possibly support, uh, you know, border enforcement it's just this going to be the same failure and it's just going to cost more money
1: you know it's it's not like i feel one way or the other about um illegal immigrants i just know what's going to happen to me my country and my freedoms and all of our freedoms if we try to stop them from coming in yep you know i just i feel one way i want them here I, I, I want think more that immigrants here. I, I think that that's um, a good thing. and rent been out us. a room to an illegal immigrant. Right. I, I think that, you know, I had the opportunity. I thought that I had the opportunity when it came to uh, some renters at a house of mine, and I was going to let them do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it turned out that they weren't. <laughs> I just thought that they had a problem with their Social Security number. Um, but, you know, the the thing that it seems to me that it, you're watching out for the country by allowing people to come in, move freely Across the borders, absolutely. Yes, there's a problem with welfare. Yes, there's a problem with uh, you know the forcing hospitals to give medical care to these people. Yes, there's a problem with Medicaid and WIC and all that other stuff. Government is the problem. Absolutely. And to for, for for somebody who believes in small government, if that's what you do, to just give up and say let's get rid of the the immigrants because the government's grown too large? Insanity. Yeah. You know, and our economy has benefited from them being here. So there's already, you know, there's a benefit and versus a, uh, you know, diminishment of returns on
0: having them here. You know, a, they can't get rid of them, right? Physically, there's just way too many. B, in the process of trying, all of our rights will be violated. In the process of going and raiding people's businesses, raiding people's homes, they're going to destroy lives. They're going to harm families. They're going to just do terrible things in the name of supposedly purifying the nation of illegal immigrants, and we're all going to get caught up in it, and all of us are going to lose freedom as a result. Mm -hmm. Unacceptable. Brian emails in. He says, you guys, uh, your analysis of the Communist Manifesto, when you compared how the U.S. has adopted most of the 10 planks of that philosophy, got me thinking about another 10-plank platform that the U.S. has unadopted, the Bill of Rights. I used to think that the only, uh, only one of the first ten amendments to the Constitution was... A- He used to think that the only one of the first ten amendments to the Constitution was number three, which prohibited the government to quarter soldiers. This one has fallen, too. I guess he used to think that was the one that was still left. Mm -hmm. Uh, Here's a quick list of the things that I can think of off of the top of my head. These are only violations that are in recent memory. It's bad enough that they've each been decimated in just the past few years. Who knows how many violations of the Bill of Rights have been made and overlooked for the past 50? And so we go into it. Amendment number one. And want to hear your thoughts on this as well, your additions, um, your opinions at 800 259 on the loss, uh, the destruction of the Constitution and the Bill of Rights by the government in this country. With the uh, ascension of the people. With the, uh, the people essentially saying, yeah, okay, whatever. I mean, tacit approval. Just sitting back and not doing anything about it. Amendment number one. As you know, uh, Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or the press or of the right of the people to peaceably assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. He says there are these are examples, or there are examples all over the place of government restricting speech. Just ask Dave Ridley. He's one of the activists here in New Hampshire. From the free speech zones on public school campuses to the requirement all over the country to get a permit before assembling a peaceful march. There are examples of prior restraint on the press, one example recently of the New York Times blacking out part of its article in order to comply with White House censorship edicts. Of course, that was just a political showmanship by the New York Times, and the author was an ex-CIA agent who signed an agreement to be censored. But the point is, whatever happened to government transparency? A government by and for the people? As long as you're not a terrorist with nuclear weapons... Don't get me started with a camp with campaign reform. This single issue violates all of the clauses of the First Amendment at once. As I mentioned uh, the other night on the show, the the new uh, the John McCain campaign reform bill essentially locks out certain type of uh, certain types of campaign advertising targeting incumbents uh, before the election. Within about I think it's 30 to 60 days before the actual election. How does there- that affect
1: uh, freedom of religion? <laughs>
0: It affects freedom of speech. Yes. Freedom of speech in that... But he said
1: all provisions of the First Amendment, and there's five of them, and one of them is religion.
0: Okay, well, he he didn't really touch on the religion one, but you could talk about how uh, the the Bush administration has created the compassionate conservative program of taking taxpayer dollars and funneling them to religious charities. That would certainly be Mm -hmm. a a violation. It's certainly religious preference on the part of the government. That's not right. It's not right. Uh, then number two, a well-regulated militia being essential to the security of a free state. The right of people, uh, the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Brian says, let's see, 20,000 gun laws. 25, I've heard. That's uh. 25,000. Federal police are taking guns away from citizens in New Orleans, so-called for their own protection. Mm-hmm. restricting, leaving them defenseless
1: on the streets of New
0: Orleans. Yep. <laughs> hey, really? wait
1: a minute. What? Are... You just took my guns.
0: What about me? Restrictions on the lengths of barrels, the number of rounds in a clip, and the types of ammo that I can use. Use taxpayer funded gun amnesty programs that buy guns from mostly inner city citizens, making them less secure in their homes. Need I say any more about this amendment? He says the Second Amendment is barely even holding on at this point. Oh, yeah, it's just
1: they're trying to eradicate that one.
0: In many states, you can't even own a gun. In, uh, in New York, is, maybe it's just New York City. It's many cities. I think it's the city, yeah. Many cities, you can't even own a gun without jumping through extreme government hoops. They and just don't want you to have it, period. And fees. And you've got to be a diamond dealer, uh, the bodyguard of a diamond truck or something, <laughs> in order to actually be able to carry it, a gun in New York City. So much for the Constitution.
1: I was in the Diamond District in New York City the other day, and I wondered, hmm, I wonder how many of these people actually do have guns.
0: Number three is coming up. Your calls as well at 800 259 9231. You can bring up whatever you want. This is Free Talk Live. <laughs> Two five nine ninety two thirty one. 259 9231 That's the Sakel CAI toll. Free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. 259 9231 Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We've got archives. An entire year's worth of the show right there for your downloading convenience on the front page of the website. You just go and get them. They're free. Freetalklive.com. We're talking about the Constitution. You know that old pesky old document that basically outlines the structure of the United States government and the rules by which uh, the government people are supposed to follow in order to have said government yeah nobody likes that in order to operate the government and certainly no one within the government likes those rules maybe Ron Paul accepted uh, but they've shown their disdain over the years for the Constitution by continually passing legislation that just completely ignores it it just you know, treats it as though it's not there, or the the Supreme Court justices will deem the legislation as constitutional. And if the no, those nine people in black robes say it is, then apparently it must be. And as a result, uh, we've seen the degradation of constitutional rule in this country be uh, constantly seen that over time. And Brian has emailed in from Colorado to outline his viewpoint uh, on, on all of the amendments of the, the Bill of Rights, the first ten. Uh, on how they just don't even apply anymore. On how they've been overturned, uh, of course, inappropriately. So they haven't actually gone through the re- uh, the amending process to do it. They just ignore it. And he's already gone through the First and Second Amendments: freedom of speech, uh, freedom of expression, right to bear arms. All of these things are under under attack by the government. The right uh, redress of grievances. Right. Uh, they ignore your your redress of grievances. Mm-hmm. And then there's amendment number three. No soldier shall in time of peace be quartered in any house without the consent of the owner, nor in time of war, but in a manner to be prescribed by law. He says our property is bounded by a year-round creek. Turns out that the creek is a habitat for the Preble's Meadow Jumping Mouse. A cute little critter to be mm. sure, but the federal government has decided that there aren't enu- uh, are not enough Preble's Meadow Jumping Mice in the world and has deemed that part of our land as a habitat for the little creature. We can't hunt it, kill it, or even disturb its habitat. We're forbidden from building anything within 300 feet of the creek. Sure seems to me like the government is forcing me to quarter its little soldiers in time of peace without my consent. That's a stretch. Uh, but I would I would give a better example, and this one comes from Katrina, the Hurricane Katrina debacle. Uh, after the fact, after many people had left their homes, had left the uh, the New Orleans area, the government remained, and a lot of military people were there, and police were there, and we saw footage of government guys breaking into a church and setting up a, essentially a an operation. Whacking. Setting up an operations camp Mm -hmm. uh, in this particular location. They did not have permission to break into this church. They just saw a church, decided that'd be a good place to set up their camp, smashed some windows, and went inside. And that sounds like quartering to me. Yeah, that's just like they would have done in uh, the Revolutionary War. You know,
1: found a nice big... Uh, luxurious, large building, let's set up camp there.
0: And you know, they weren't thinking about the Constitution when they did that. The nobody, rape, The raping and killing didn't go with it, but th- that's, that's the first step. Nobody in that particular regiment, or whatever they call them, platoon, I don't know what they are, but nobody in that particular um, group of soldiers was thinking about the Bill of Rights or the Third Amendment at the time they were smashing those windows. Mm-mm. It's just not a factor for them. They don't, even know, they don't even know what the Third Amendment to the Bill of Rights is. Number four. The right of the people to be secure in their persons, houses, papers, and effects against unreasonable unreasonable searches and seizures shall not be violated. And no warrant shall issue, but upon probable cause, supported by oath or affirmation, particularly describing the place to be searched and the persons or things to be seized. I mean, really, what do, we, do we need to even address this one? This is one of the ones that has been just absolutely demolished. By the war on drugs before anything else. Now, the war on terrorism is taking it to the next level. But the war on drugs was the initial reason why the Fourth Amendment was gutted. No knock raid, says Brian. airport security presidential signing statements ignoring the privacy of postal mail. The Patriot Act puts the nail in the coffin of this unfortunate victim. It lets the government individuals me- uh, it lets the government look at individuals' medical, mental health, financial, and school records. It lets the government spy on what books individuals buy or check out of the library and where they go on the internet. It allows government agents to search individuals' homes without even telling them until later. maybe. The Fourth Amendment exists only in name. It has been totally shattered. I totally agree. Yeah. And it's all been done in the name of keeping you safe. You should give up your privacy to the government because we're going to keep you safe from drugs. And we're going to keep you safe from terrorists. And no, I don't want your little rules and safety procedures, I will, I'll, just, I'll handle my own life. Thank then, you. Then you're a criminal, and you're not safe, and you need to go to jail. Right. If I don't like their rules? Right. That's right. I am a criminal, apparently. And uh, Apparently, you're supposed to,
1: you know, uh, these, all these rights that were outlined, well, they can be compromised as long as the majority says so. And, you know, that's antithetical to what that Constitution says. It's true. The rights are supposed to be paramount, and what the majority says comes after that. Well, Here then, are the rights, and then let's vote on the, with the majority on the rest. Right.
0: Uh, speaking of courts, that leads us to Amendment Number 5. No person shall be held to answer for a capital or otherwise infamous crime, unless on a presentment of an indictment or grand jury, except in cases arising in the land or na- naval forces or in the militia, when actual service in time or war or public danger, nor shall any person be subject for the same offense to be put twice in jeopardy of life and limb, nor shall be compelled in any criminal case to be a witness against himself, nor be deprived of life, liberty, property, without due process of law, nor shall private property be taken for public use without just compensation. For the first clause, we can start with the most recent, the Military Commissions Act. Habeas corpus is now gone. The second clause, double jeopardy, is abused all of the time. When a criminal court can't get a conviction on a criminal charge, it will file suit and basically retry the person in civil court on the same charges. The third third clause, self-incrimination, has been blatantly institutionalized in the form of your IRS 1040. Any of the self-reporting laws that are required of companies and individuals blatantly violates this clause. And ask Suzette Kelo in New London and her neighbors about the last clause, eminent domain. The state of Connecticut stole land from a bunch of peaceful people and gave it to someone else for private use. And by the way, I am not a worshipper of the Constitution. I'm not a worshipper of the Bill of Rights. It's a darn good document. It's better than anything else that was ever created as far as uh, the creation of a government is concerned, but mm-hmm. it has holes. Uh, I, I think there are pro- serious problems with it. The eminent domain thing, just alone allowing that sort of thing right. is outrageous. I,
1: I don't know if I'm outraged by it. I think that that was meant to be a compromise, meant to not be abused.
0: Um, right, from the central planners to the uh, the, the individualists. That that compromise, like the the Alexander Hamilton crowd,
1: right? You know, I mean, how are we going to have streets if we don't have eminent domain? You know, oh, well,
0: streets are private for a long time. They
1: were, but well, they weren't private as much as they were common. Okay. So you know, that's that's sort of the, 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 the they thought They weren't process. government, right? Th- these are some of the thought processes that they had.
0: Um, you know, the, it was important. So utilitarian. Uh, So the no person shall be held to answer for a capital or or, uh, otherwise infamous crime unless under presentment or indictment of a grand jury. Now they're just throwing people in military breaks. Jose Padilla, been in there for over four years now. And they finally charged him with something. Some are even predicting... Just because they had to. Right. Some are predicting that after he is found not guilty on those charges, if he's found not guilty, that they'll just pick him up again. That they'll just throw him back in the brig as an enemy combatant, because now they can do that legally. Mm -hmm. They couldn't do it legally before they passed the Military Commissions Act, but now they can. Wouldn't that be a slap in the face? Yep. Jose Padilla found not guilty and thrown right back in the brig. Because they can do it. 800-259-9231. Your thoughts? This is Free Talk Live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You bring up what you want toll-free. 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us. On our website at freetalklive.com, all the features are for free, including the wiki. It's like a listener editable version of our website, over 1,300 pages. So therefore, it's a lot bigger than our website. And all of it was created by you guys. So head over there and uh, get editing at wiki.freetalklive.com. W-I-K-I.freetalklive.com. Brian from Colorado has written in on his assessment of the status of the Bill of Rights. Uh, The the first ten, ten amendments to the Constitution... He's pointing out that, in his opinion, they're pretty much all just, well, they're there in name only. How about that? They're still there. I mean, they're on the old parchment uh, in the, uh, you know, enshrined in its, whatever the heck they've got it in. in what is it, the Smithsonian that's, that has it? Oh, well, they seem to they have Library several several Congress.
1: different copies, and I know that there's one in New York City. Right. And, um, there's one in uh, Washington, D.C.
0: They and... haven't bothered to change the text of these amendments. They just ignore them and uh, pass laws that blatantly violate them. Right. And so he's already gone through Amendments 1 through 5, and uh, that leaves us to number 6. In all criminal prosecutions, the accused shall enjoy the right to a speedy and public trial. (laughs) By an impartial jury of the state and district wherein the crime shall have been committed, which district shall have been previously ascertained by law, and to be informed of the nature and the cause of the accusation, to be confronted with the witnesses against him, to have compulsory process for obtaining witnesses in his favor, and to have the assistance of counsel for his defense. Brian says, speedy and impartial trial. Ask Jose Padilla, who was held without charge for years. If he ever does go to trial, I doubt it will be public. In fact, anyone kidnapped under the Military Commissions Act won't have any protection under the Sixth Amendment. Uh, And that is absolutely true. Not an exaggeration. If you look into the Military Commissions Act and what it authorizes, it literally authorizes people being pulled up off the streets, being thrown into a military brig, Having no one informed about it, that person cannot talk to a lawyer, they are definitely not allowed to uh, counter, uh, to to know who the witnesses are against them, let alone uh, to ask them questions in a court. They might not even be allowed to appear in the courtroom where their trial occurs. It'll be a military tribunal all the way.
1: Right, is all they have to do is say that the evidence is secret, and they don't even have to show it to you if you're accused. You don't
0: you you don't get a chance to have a lawyer present nothing the 6th amendment doesn't even apply if you're in so-called unlawful enemy combatant as the military commissions act puts it th- this just doesn't apply to you and for the rest of america speedy trials i mean even regular americans that aren't labeled unlawful enemy combatants can't even get speedy trials To be confronted, Brian says, to be confronted with the witnesses against him. This is violated regularly in the case of rape or incest charges. I can understand why they hide the witnesses, but it's still unconstitutional. And what about the new fad of charging non-human materials, such as money and goods, supposedly used in drug transactions? How is a Rolex watch going to be confronted with a witness? Absurd. And what he's referring to is if you've got $30,000 in your briefcase in your vehicle and you're driving from point A to point B whether or not you're actually doing a drug deal you could have just say you know put your life savings or something like that in a in a suitcase or a briefcase to go from one point to another they'll take the money and then they'll charge the money with a crime yeah. in court you you can't defend the money it's yes. the money that's being charged with the crime it's very strange the money can't hire you as its representative the money can't consent to any of that they bring the money up on charges Find it guilty and then confiscate it. Very strange. You you think about you're thinking to yourself you're lying. Come on, this doesn't do. happen in America, but it does. Amendment number seven. Quote. Uh, this is a, again we're starting by reading the actual amendment. In suits at common law where the value in controversy shall exceed twenty dollars, the right of a trial by jury shall be preserved, and no fact tried by a jury shall be otherwise re-examined in any court of the United States than according to the rules of the common law. Brian says this one has a dollar amount built in. Twenty bucks was a large amount back in the days of the writing of the Constitution. Yeah, and I think this was another mistake of uh, you know, what they in in the writing of the Constitution, because twenty bucks is crap now. Because it was tied to gold and silver at the mm-hmm. time. Now that same amount of metal would probably be worth thousands, but the dollar amount is codified in the document. That's not really a violation of this amendment, but it's always struck me as an indication of how our founding fathers viewed the stability of money, that they would hard-code it into the founding documents. Amendment number eight. Excessive bail shall not be required, nor excessive fines imposed, nor cruel and unusual punishments inflicted. Well, excessive is, of course, up for interpretation, but I would say that many of the fines imposed by such bureaucrats as the IRS and the EPA would indeed qualify as excessive the FCC. Mm -hmm. How many times have we heard of people who have made mistakes amounting to dollars... ...being hit with hundreds of thousands in penalties and interest? And as far as the last uh, clause, cruel and unusual punishments... ...this died with the Military Commissions Act... ...and the pardoning of federal agents who tortured in the past. Amendment 9. The enumeration of the Constitution of certain rights... ...shall not be construed to deny or disparage others retained by the people. The Constitution creates a box called government and gives it certain duties... Anything outside of that box is none of its business. Yeah, right. How about every uh, consensual act that's been made into a crime? We started the show out tonight by talking about police raids on gambling operations. Police raiding, of course. Of course, we're very familiar with the police raids on drug dealers or alleged drug dealers. In many cases, the people that are, are raided don't have any connection to drug dealers. But how about, uh, so how about that? I mean, that's certainly stepping outside of constitutional bounds, not to mention all of the other alphabet agencies that the government has created that mm-hmm. none of which, none of them have constitutional um, legitimacy.
1: No, uh, you know, what the the government doesn't belong in the police business, you know, the, excuse me, the national government doesn't belong in the police business. There is no provision for them, for uh, an FBI, a CIA, any of these things. The, the founding fathers never imagined that the federal government would be so large.
0: It has just, over time and through practice, become that large. Right, because the states aren't doing anything to stop it when it, when it should. That that responsibility lies with the people and the the states of which that which make up the United States. Mm-hmm. But they just let it lay, because the federal government takes all this money in in taxes and then it holds it over the states' heads and says. You don't want to miss out on this now, do you? You just go right along with what we're as, what we're demanding that you do, and we'll give you some of this money. And that's what it's all about for the bureaucrats. They, they're not there to protect your freedoms. They're not there to protect your rights. I know, I know. There's this sort of fantasy out there, especially amongst conservatives, that government exists to protect life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. But, no, it, it doesn't. And those elected bureaucrats are only interested in protecting their pensions. Not your freedom. Finally, Amendment number ten. The powers not delegated to the United States by the Constitution, nor prohibited by it to the states, are reserved to the states respectively, or, or to, to the, the people. people. You know, this one you might as well just set on fire. Yeah. That that one's gone.
1: That was gone essentially when Abraham Lincoln um you know fought the Civil War. Yeah, pretty much. But I mean, come on. The powers and the states look—they tax the, the the federal government taxes the crap out of um out of, of the, the American people and then doles the money back out to the states like they're a bunch of little peeping chicks and they're the big mama bird after taking a huge chunk off the top. Oh sure, they absolutely. I mean, it's not like they they got to pay all those middle 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 class bureaucrats that mm-hmm. uh, collect the money. Um, it's as it's as
0: inefficient as it can get. Yeah, really yeah. it is.
1: It's. It, I'm sad is all I can
0: say. So Brian says, where do we begin on this one? No child left behind, DEA raids on legal medical marijuana outlets. That's a perfect example of how, in the face of, uh, in the face of the people's decision out in states like California and Colorado and, other, and the other dozen states or so that have passed medical marijuana provisions, to overwhelm by overwhelming numbers, right in the flying right in the face of all that. The federal government will still come in there, send their DEA goon squads in to kick in doors and literally steal marijuana and cash from the people that are selling them to the patients that need it.
1: Right. And they won't charge anybody with anything.
0: No, that's right. They don't. They this just go in strange. and take the stuff.
1: I mean, it's one thing, uh, you know, for the DEA to go in and, and claim jurisdiction um, and say, well, we're the federal drug enforcement agency, so we have jurisdiction mm-hmm. over the state um, agency because federal, Trump, state, and that that just makes sense. It's, it, it, you know, it's one thing for them to do that, but they just go in and take the marijuana and the money and
0: leave. Yep, and the, the state governments don't know what to do about it. They could do something if they wanted to. They could have their cops stand up against the DEA, but the cops don't want to go up against their buddies in the DEA, and the states don't want to forego money from the federal government, so as a result, we all get to suffer. More on the way. You can take control. Coming up, something like 10, a top 10 list that Mark has. It's free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. Only moments remain just enough time for your call if you make it now. At 800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. One 800-259-9231, join us online, freetalklive.com. All the features there for free. Now, we do ask that you voluntarily support the show by buying some stuff over at store.freetalklive.com. Check out all of our cool Free Talk Live merchandise, and our listeners rave about the quality of this merchandise. It's good stuff. Uh, We've been selling stuff for almost a year now coming up. Uh, We're coming up on our one year anniversary sometime this summer, I think. uh, We started at summertime last year. And we've already, the store has been such a success that we've already introduced brand new products, and they're in the pre order phase right now. We've got the very hot-selling Talk Live 2-gigabyte multi-gadget, the best-selling product we've ever had. Um, That's available limited quantity. Only 100 will be sold of this. So get in on it now while you still can. 2 gigabytes of MP3 playing, uh, flash drive storage. Also, it's uh, an FM tuner. It's a voice recorder as well. Plus, we've got the Free Talk Live um, Free Marketeer T-shirt. We've got the Free Talk Live Ladies T-shirt. Two styles of of hoodies, one pullover style, the other zippered. The uh, Free Talk Live Bottle Opener Lighter Combo and the brand new Free Talk Live Beanie Cap. Plus, all of our old uh, products as well. They're all there for you. Store.freetalklive.com. Let's do the top ten list. Mark, what do you have? You, you actually mentioned one of these on Wednesday night's show, and it sounded like fun, so I figured we'd do the, uh, the entire ten.
1: Right. Um, what you have to understand here is that this is a comedian guy who uh, basically took the Bureau of Labor Statistics and uh, the uh, census numbers and came up with the ten most ja- dangerous jobs in America.
0: Do we have this comedian's name? Uh,
1: yeah. Yeah. His, his name's Phil Reed, and you can go to phil-reed.com, and okay. that's R-E-E-D. Great. So, number ten. You've got to start at the end, right? Taxi drivers slash chauffeurs. So, wait, this is
0: the 10th most dangerous.
1: Right. And apparently, 24.2 deaths out of 100,000 deaths were taxi drivers slash chauffeurs. Mm. And then he, he has these comments underneath, some of which I'm going to read because some are good and some of which I'm not. <laughs> um,
0: I'm, I'm not, surprised they didn't include other professional drivers in that because I'm sure truck drivers uh, die from time to time. They actually
1: as well. have, um, they, they have that as
0: uh, another one. Oh, okay. Okay.
1: Go ahead. Okay, so. I'm not sure why both of these occupations were lumped together. I somehow get the feeling that taxi driver and it drug a lot more deaths than the chauffeurs did, say 24 out of 24.2, the .2 being perhaps liver damage done to prom kids by the complimentary bucket of champagne. Also, it can't be very easy for the city cab drivers to survive when they only have a limited knowledge of the English language. Please don't murder me isn't listed in very many phrase books. So, number nine, drivers slash sales workers and truck drivers. Another strange, you know, these are like the uh, Budweiser truck guys. You know, those are sure. sort of driver Professional sales drivers. Guys. Yes. Another strange grouping um, as part of the census. Am I correct in assuming that this collects all deaths from both Drivers and sales workers, why band them together? I don't think that, Um, it. I think he doesn't quite understand, but it's funny. Why band them together? Why not Muffin Inspector and Grizzly Bear Wrestler? <laughs> Lecturer and Shark Cage Guy without a Shark, or without a Shark Cage. Walmart Greeter and Hobo tied to the railroad tracks. <laughs> Electrical Power Line Installers uh, slash Repairers.
0: Is this number eight?
1: Uh, number eight, yes. Okay. One of only two categories which the death rate does not end in a fraction. That's one thing you can be said that can be said about electrical power line installers. They do. They don't do any of that half dying or two fifteenths dying like the damn taxi drivers. They do it right. Really. There's no reason to be surprised that this job <laughs> made the list. What is surprising is that 15 people gave their lives every year to bring you cable television in your town, and That's all you amazing. can do is watch Food Network. Mm. I hope you rot. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one I read. I think.
0: Well, I'm... I don't watch television, so there. Yes, well, then they'd all died for nothing. But also the power line guys are really what it, what uh, that take the hit. I mean, the, the cable operators, they're not really at a risk, but the guys that are installing power lines, absolutely. Yeah, like
1: playing with electricity, and those lines are a lot taller, the big, big ones. Yeah. Number seven, roofers. An impressively low death rate for those who regard Isaac Newton as a fictional character. Any job whose uh, most common occupational hazard is falling off a roof with 200 pounds of shingles should definitely be given um, a second thought. Who would these people? Hey,
0: somebody's uh, gotta do it.
1: Who told these people that they'd bounce anyway?
0: Thank goodness for roofers. Yeah. That's a that is a tough job. Especially man. In, Florida in Florida in the Florida. summer. Yeah. And they do it. Hell in Florida anytime.
1: In that's day. why we need illegal aliens. Simply to do roofs <laughs> in Florida in the summer. Um r- number six, farmers and ranchers. Um that's thirty seven point five deaths out of one hundred thousand.
0: Um number five, refuse. Wow, that's that seems a little high because there aren't that many farmers. Now, and there are a lot of roofers and a lot of cab drivers out there, but there are not too many farmers in America.
1: They're getting run over by tractors and combines.
0: Maybe, they're, include, yeah, maybe they're including uh, fruit pickers in that as well.
1: I would say they're farmers. Um, I guess It's a so. farm worker. Yeah. Refuse and recyclable um, materials collectors.
0: Is, which of the numbers is
1: five? Number five, and that's 43.2 deaths out of 100,000. Um, I would think that this job is pretty safe. Honestly, I'm amazed that garbage men um, could have had such a difficult time of it. What could be safer than collecting trash? In all areas of the country, including the inner cities, while being totally exposed and defenseless. Dangling from the back of a truck by an arm exhausted from hauling garbage all day. Mm. About 13 (laughs) inches above the pavement, zipping by at 50 miles an hour. (laughs) Working hand in hand with a gigantic effing crusher device capable of turning the Statue of Liberty into a souvenir penny. penny. I don't
0: know how um, how many cities have private trash pickup. But we have it here in Keene. Yes. It's great. I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, there are different companies. You get to choose which company picks mm-hmm. up your trash. But I wonder if they could if they could do a study to see, do government trash pick up people, the, the people that work for the government monopoly, in many cases, I think in some cases it is the government, in other cases it's a government-sanctioned monopoly. But do, do those guys get um, hurt more often than the privateers? I wonder about that. I don't know. Just curious. Because yep. the guy around here goes on his own. If you look at the um, if you look at the government if you look at the government monopoly trashmen, there's usually two guys on that trash truck. Sometimes three. There's a guy that hangs off the back, and then the driver. In the case of the private uh, the private company that I use here in town, just one. Dude. There's just one guy. He drives the truck, stops it, gets out, gets the trash, dumps it, gets back in the truck, and moves it on.
1: Well, I've seen uh, bureauc- uh, you know bureaucrat trashmen doing the same thing in
0: yeah? in uh, you know towns that I've been
1: in. Okay. <clears throat> Let's see. Um, number four, structural iron and steel workers. That's 47 deaths out of 100,000. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's not a funny joke after that. Sorry. <laughs> Just something that I can't really even understand. Number Fishers three. and fishing workers, 86.4. That's a hell of a jump from four wow. to three. 86.4 deaths out of 100,000 from 47 at number four. How many stories of the angry sea there be? She rages against all, and she weeps for none. She take ye in the sleep, and she take ye in the prime, and so on. Of all the workplace's related deaths, I should say this particular category would be amongst the most fair. After all, consider the hundreds of millions of aquatic lives we take from the ocean every haul. Isn't it, isn't it only just that it takes some of ours in the process? Especially if it's only bothering to take people so uneducated that they can't get any better job than fishermen, which it seems terrible. But that's not nice. No, it's some not. People
0: love to fish. And they sure want to make a living off of
1: yep it. and you know i mean that could be said about a lot of uh sure. work jobs i you know nonsense aircraft pilots Um, Number two? Yeah, number two. Aircraft pilots, 92.4 deaths out of 100,000. Up from the number four position in 2003, Mm -hmm. mainly due to the tragic deaths of Neil Kingsley's Zoal Plimpton in late December. Um, Otherwise... the obscure. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. The remainder of deaths were mainly suicides. They start out at uh, $90,000 a year, but how many mid-air screenings of dodgeball can you hold yourself accountable for before you can no longer face yourself in the mirror?
0: I think that. uh, Now, I wonder, of those 90, what was it, 94 uh, per.
1: 92.4 deaths out of 100,000.
0: Of those 92 deaths, how many of them are commercial pilots?
1: I don't know. Compared to just guys guys flying
0: their little Cessna.
1: It says aircraft pilots as a profession, but. Really? uh, That really makes me wonder. That's a lot of planes hitting the ground.
0: Yeah, that doesn't seem accurate. It doesn't seem accurate. Because there aren't very many plane crashes at all. Compared to car crashes?
1: Yeah, where are they dying? You know,
0: uh, the idea that more pilots die than professional drivers—that seems absurd. It seems crazy to me. Yeah. Number one,
1: logging workers. Nearly all of the deaths. Um, this is just this is a tie with aircraft pilots for some reason. Nearly all of these deaths were first-year loggers, less familiar with the job than their superiors, and not yet aware that the lumberjack song is only funny the first time. As such, the classification of these deaths as accidental are tenuous at best. A good percentage of logging-related fatalities also results from the co-worker or tree blindfolded chainsaw event held at the annual Lumberjack Off in Oates, Montana. Mm -hmm. It kind of sounds like a skill saw. Yeah, well, you know. What do you you got? got what do you got? Short short period of time. (laughs) Anyway, I just thought it was funny and very interesting. You know, the most dangerous jobs in America. Um, Number one, logging workers. Number two, aircraft pilots. Number three, fishing and
0: fisher workers. What I want to know is, uh, at karaoke, can I sing the Lumberjack song? I, Do they have and? that?
1: I don't know that they. I you know I I don't know what that's their a fun entire song. Entire heard that one? Thousand, Um. one? So it's Monty Python. I'm a lumberjack and, and I'm okay. Yeah, I
0: sleep no. all night and I work all day. It's all about it like a cross-dressing lumberjack or something. Mm. That's very, very strange. So, so I think it'd be a lot of fun. thing. Give me an excuse to get out and go to karaoke again. Uh. Hey, tomorrow night we'll be back. Um. For the live Saturday edition. And starting the show, and I normally don't ever announce guests in advance, but this guy's pretty reliable as long as he doesn't get arrested on the way here. Could happen. Russell Canning will be joining us. You know him if you listen to Free Talk Live. He is a super activist, lives right here in Keene in New Hampshire, and uh, was recently arrested for driving without a license. We'll talk about his recent arrest and what he's got coming up. And if you've got a question for him, you better be on the line. We'll see you tomorrow night. Online in the meantime, freetalklive.com.